Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. I'm Dave. We're here with Rich, the main man. Rich, how are you? Fantastic, buddy. Fantastic. Episode 313, Rich. Mm, getting yeah. there. Getting yeah, there. Man. Feeling good. Around the corner. And can I just say, in a quick plug as well, um, coming up soon will be the Ashes Chats with me and Ray as we dissect the Australian Ashes team. But we're off to a good start. We've got the Indians on the ropes. In the World Test Championship final, Rich. Maybe it's time to finally switch over to Australian colours, my friend. <laughs> we've got them. We've got them where we want them, man. Now's the time to Sorry, hop on board. I, I can't, man. I mean, you you're asking me to like deprogram like twenty years of, of not supporting Australia. Like I'd say as more I than twenty. People, I only support two teams when I watch cricket: uh, South Africa and whoever was playing against Australia. Terrible, terrible attitude. <laughs> Shocking attitude. And just last week, I was making all those Come nice on, comments man. about just Kepler I Vessels. Yeah, I, can't, I can't just now all of a sudden just start rooting for the we'd welcome, We'd welcome you, man, on board. We'd welcome you on board the bandwagon, man. Like, we've got you the Indians you, right you, where you we build, want them. You just build up that, that, that like, that, uh, not not hatred, but that sort of animosity <laughs> to the players and the team. And you just, I just can't, well, you're, you're, can't break it down. You're coming out of that in the 90s when Australia and South Africa were just at each other's throats on the cricket field. Yeah, it was great. I, yeah, you know? I was, dude, I was living it through the peak, man. Yeah, that was, that was uh, gold. That was where it was like super, like... Um, you had your Alan Donald, your Sean Pollock. Like, you know, sledging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You getting each other's faces. So, yeah, that I can't I can't deprogram myself. The man. likes <laughs> of... Um, who was the one I liked? Um, Gary Kirsten was the better player, but I liked Peter Kirsten. I, I enjoyed Peter Kirsten. I thought he was a good player. Yeah, P- Peter Kirsten was the the older. Uh... Yeah, he was. No, Gary. No, Gary, no. Peter Kirsten was the older brother. Yes. Gary was the younger one. So he yes. had, he when they came back out of uh, isolation, uh, uh, he had the longer career because mm. um, the, the other one was kind of towards the end of his career in South time. Africa. Like, because it was were... fantastic opening two, having the two brothers. Sorry, as opening batsmen, that was like the Kirsten brothers opening was really cool. Right. So was 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 Peter Kirsten an opener as well? Because I don't remember. I, I remember him in the team. I just don't remember where he batted. He was an opener too, was he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, okay. the the two yeah. of them used to basically open. He was a gutsy player. Like I know he was older, but he he had a bit of guts about him. I used to like the way he batted. Um, yeah, he was a good player. Um, you had a player. You're probably familiar with him. Sadly for him, unfortunately, they when they came back in, he was at the end of his career. Uh, his name was Jimmy Cook. Um, I don't yeah, know. Jimmy Cook. Yeah, yeah. He was a good player. Um, he 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 scored a lot of runs in county cricket as well. And unfortunately for him, they came back in, and he was literally about to retire, so he wasn't you know the player that he had. Yeah, been, yeah. Jimmy you know. Cook was basically uh, only like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. I think he, Jesus. I think in um, for South Africa, I think he only played like a couple of games. Five matches or something yeah. like that, but like, but but his record in Test doesn't do him justice because he was a good player, you know. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, like, but you see, but that was the same for Peter Kirsten. Like Peter Kirsten um, was also only about like six games, or it was a few um, more than that. I reckon he had a couple of. Oh, tours, no, sorry, no, you know? I, sorry, it was like sorry. I mean, um, like um, five, six years. Like yes, uh, yeah, you're he, right. He only no, you're right. Like yeah. 40, 50 matches. So again, 
And this was the problem where a lot of our really good players, mm. when we came out of isolation, were kind of Take they were at the tail end of their um, yeah. of their career. So, so Peter Kirsten played twelve tests and forty one days from ninety one to ninety four. So that's yeah, that's yeah. about right. Um, good player though, and um, he, he scored runs against the Aussies, which I always rate highly because we were a very tough team at that time. I remember he scored a couple of runs against us at times. You know. Um, yeah, he was 36 when they he made his debut. Actually, he was almost 37. He was 36, yeah. and so he was yeah, he was right towards the end. But he was still a pretty pretty gifted player. Um, in South Africa, because in the 80s, you were there, right? You were living in South Africa in the 80s, am I right? Like, um, was the yeah? Well, that's when I was born. Yeah, so like you're growing up. Was the cricket a big thing? Like the um, you know, the local. Like the first class scene there, like were we were people massively following it, given that they couldn't play international. Oh yeah, yeah, because I mean, we still had, uh, you still have your province cricket, so you know you, you're still playing for so um, provinces like state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you got Western Province, you got Eastern Province, all that sort of stuff. So I mean, you're still playing cricket, and you're still having your 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 province. Plenty of good players uh, too. Yeah. Plenty of good players. And, like, and yeah. rugby and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, 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 no, no. I mean, you sporting was, was still big and, and, and still competitive. I guess that's helped when you came back out of the isolation. You guys were pretty strong in rugby and in cricket. You know, you weren't maybe number one, but you were strong. You were very competitive, you know? Yeah, well, the, the, the problem is we, we were strong, but we hadn't had any experience really playing on other grounds. Yeah, true, so true. You, we were dominant at home. Like sure. we played really well at home, but when you know, it took us a while because yeah, we've not had years of of mm. going touring the the world and and playing on different pitches and and, and climates and stuff and all that. So we did struggle when we first came out. I mean, we were still a very good side, but you know, it, it's difficult when you've only been playing on the sort of South African pitches for. Yeah, I'm looking at Peter Kirsten's record: three hundred and twenty-seven first-class games, over twenty-two thousand runs. At that average oh, yeah, of 44. Yeah. That guy was a beast, man. He was yeah, a beast. He was a beast. 5,700s as well. Yeah. That says something, oh, no, doesn't look. it? Oh, dude. I mean, just look at like sort of the top. Um, if you go kind of look at like the... We've got a lot a lot of names from the 90s that, again, were, were, were gone before even the 2000s. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Alan Donald. Jimmy Cook, Peter Kirsten, Brian McMillan. Although Brian McMillan got pretty close. I think he, he was, was about 98. pretty good, Brian McMillan. I remember him. Yeah, he was a good I player. It was a great time. A, a bowler, wasn't he? Um, uh, like an all-rounder. Handy one, though. A, again. Yeah. Like a, a middle, a, middle yeah. order batsman, uh, but also a bowler, yeah. Good one-day player as well. Mm. A good, good, good limited overs player. To be honest, it, it, it's almost from... I, I know your team probably right this second isn't super, you know, dominant, but... It's almost unbelievable that they didn't nick a World Cup somewhere along the line with those squads because those squads are good enough to well, win a World yeah. Cup, you know? Well, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> we have been unlucky. Close. Close. But the problem is we've been, we've been so unlucky to the point that we've actually we've actually jinxed ourselves into, like, choking because the very first World Cup oh, yeah, we, we were in, we got fucked over by the Duckworth Lewis. The, the rain, the new rain uh, rule, yeah. Where we had to score, like... Thirty runs in three balls or some bullshit. No, it was. Like that. Tw- it, went, it went. It went. I remember. It was. Um, it it went down to twenty two off one after the rain yeah. of impossible. And, 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 and yeah. we were we were doing really well in that World Cup. Like 
Yeah, that was our first World Cup oh, back. Yeah, we were, were pretty dominant. We were doing oh, were so well, one. and the yeah. rain literally eliminated us. And then something happened the next World Cup after that. I think it was also rain or something. And I think our bad luck, it's not an excuse, but I just think our bad luck has caused the team to, like, doubt, choke themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, because I, I'm not joking. We've never just lost. Mm. Like, even the one with, like, um, uh, 99 the, with, the, the with, Klusner one with yeah, Donald yeah we didn't lose we lost because of a fuck up because of Alan yeah. Donald dropping his bat <laughs> when we should we, we, I, if he had not dropped his bat we would have actually won I think those through. two games against the Aussies uh, were probably two of the most exciting one day games I've ever witnessed yeah. in terms of drama you know like but, but that's why we have that it. mental block because we've never just lost no it's always been either like a rain or a fuck up or you know what some happened sort of one like bad World luck Cup. thing. Or what? Oh god, what was the one with uh, uh, Pollock where Sean I think Pollock he miscounted the yeah. runs or he, some he shit? Like, he did something stupid. Like yeah, he, he miscalculated the right. Like it's it's all stupid shit that has just caused the mental block for the African team to just just fuck up every World Cup. Uh, one thing <laughs> you did one year, and it may have been the South Africa in South Africa, you peaked way too early, and you came into the. World Cup, and you were playing like finals mm. cricket in the opening rounds, and you just flared up, and then you got to the semi final and lost. And it's that thing, like in a Grand Slam, like the 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 top players um, will say, you build into a Grand Slam, and the second you, you you get to the second week, and then you really raise your game. But you guys came in white hot, and you lost mm. momentum right when it mattered. And yeah, no, it's well, interesting. Yeah. Well, as I said, I mean, if you look at this, right, by 1996, now we only came back into the national, international, uh, 91. Yes, yes. True. Five years later, by 1996, most of those players were gone. Yeah, and you had the new generation. 1996 yeah. is when Jacques Kala, Sean Pollock, Lawrence Klusner, uh, Herschel Gibbs, uh, uh, and then a the year after that, you got, you know, Bachelor. Like, that all came up. So, really. We only had, like, the, the guys that started it were only really there for, a lot of them were only there for, like, five years, and yeah, then, definitely. like, a completely new side, so that sucks. But Strong side, is, though. I mean, the side, that's what I'm saying. I, like, it'll take you guys time to get a squad as powerful as that. But, the, but that's what I'm saying. Imagine if we had come, let's say, a bit earlier. Oh, yeah. Let, let, let's say oh, we came yeah. in 85, 80s, 86, yeah. and those guys were... yeah. Younger in their prime, you know your oh, your shit, yeah. Peter Kirsten's, your Clive Rice's, your Jimmy Cooks, Jimmy you know, Cooks yeah, yeah, Clive Rice, uh, um, those kind of uh, a couple of vessels, oh yeah, you know, dangerous um, player. As I said, like it, it could have been a much interesting time if if we'd if we'd just come in a bit earlier, but it is uh, it is what it is. Isn't life it? is what it is. It is, man. And, and the the good thing about this kind of stuff is there'll always be another World Cup. You know, like. I, I, I hate it when Australia drop out, but, you know, in four years' time, you're going to get another bite of the cherry, you know? And, and you know, what players can emerge in between? And all it takes sometimes is a couple of guys in a team to really hit that magic form, like Klusner hit in the 99 World Cup, and it was almost mm. like he was he was batting. He was a one-man team. Like batting like they call it batting like Bradman. A guy just goes into a zone. Jay Saria did it in '96. They get into a zone, and they're just incredibly good. You know, and it can last for it can last for a year. It can last just for a tournament. If it can last for four weeks, and you can make such an impact. And Klusner was playing like that. Actually, he was incredible that World Cup. 
Um, I remember, like, I, frankly, you know me, I usually am very optimistic about the Australian chances. I had a lot of apprehension um, when we were facing South Africa in those sudden death games, I remember. They were, mm. they were, as, they were as competitive as it gets, in my opinion. Um, now, anyway, we've got... Um, what have you been doing, Rich? By the way, this week I haven't heard much from you, man. You've been you've been lo-fi. I've been busy, uh, busy uh, cleaning house and doing all sorts of things like that. And what have you been doing in the off season? Uh, nothing much. Just started back at the gym this oh. week, and the girlfriend and I have been watching uh, a fair bit of anime. Actually, um, yeah. we're kind of watching five shows at wow. the same time. Um, what are you watching? Tell, tell, I'll be the judge of this. What are you watching? Uh, so we're watching the new uh, Trigun uh, okay. anime, yeah, uh, which is cool. it's, it's a it's a it's a reboot of an old nineties ninety uh, ninety seven ninety eight yeah um, thing called uh, Trigun. Yeah, that's um, famous. That's super famous. Yeah, we're we watching that one. I think I talked about the other week called Mashal, right? Magic and Might, where it's basically the, like a super strong guy in the Harry Potter world, yeah, who can't do any magic. Uh, I've just watching. I've just started watching that popular one, Demon Slayer. Oh so yeah, watching... how is that? Because I want to watch that. That's what I want. It's watch. actually enjoyable. Um, yeah. We're up to episode eleven or twelve or something like that. It's actually, okay. um, it's actually pretty good. Um, and then uh, I'm catching up on my hero. Uh, oh, my hero academia. I finish yeah. uh, season six. Sure. Um, that shit's popping off. It's actually pretty fucking cool right now. Um, you love that man. One more that I'm forgetting. You love that my oh, hero academia. Uh, uh, hell. Hell in Paradise, I think it's called. <laughs> right. What's that? <laughs> uh, it's basically so. Uh, so it's it's the Shogun has sent uh, a bunch of criminals uh-huh. uh, to find the elixir of uh, immortality. Right. Uh, on this island, but it's this really fucked up island with like weird bugs and monsters and flowers and. And shit, and then uh, basically they all have like their executioner with them. Uh-huh. So if they step out of line, the executioner chops their head off. Wow! Wow! And, yeah, it, it's fascinating. Uh, it, it's very interesting. So we're watching that one. We're a couple of episodes into that. I think I want to say four or five episodes into that one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, pretty enjoyable so far. So yeah, man, I'm watching like I'm watching a ton of anime at the moment. Lot going on, man. Lot going on. I'm just researching here. Um... Hulk, Peter David, uh, the the omnibuses. Uh, I think they're getting down towards. They've got an omnibus that is literally just the maestro stuff. So it's all the maestro stuff. I actually probably would enjoy this. Nice. Yeah. So it's future imperfect, and then it's it's every appearance I think of the maestro. That's pretty cool, including like more recent ones because I think in more recent years. Peter David's done a few, um, you know, miniseries of the Maestro. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's going off, man. Yeah, good old Peter David. How is he trucking, man? Because he was in hospital in a pretty bad shape. Have you heard any news about Peter David? Is he still with us? I haven't heard anything bad. No news is good news, Rich. I don't know. I heard he was in a coma, man. I heard he was in a coma, dude. Here we go. April sixteen. There's an update. Uh, blah blah blah. So, uh, GoFundMe to help him recover and pay the mounting bills. This guy just has no money ever. Um, still in rehab, but that is week to week. And the insurance decides he's well enough to come home. The big per- well, yeah. 
see, this is where I said, like, um, I think if you're a writer, mm. you're a little bit better off than an artist. Mm. Because a writer, you can, you know, you can try and get a job writing articles. Not, you know what I mean? You can maybe try mm. and bang out a novel. Mm. Um, but as an artist, like, you kind of have to go looking for work and not, you know, there's not exactly like a ton of companies looking for comic book artists sort of sure. thing and all that. So, yeah, there's, I mean, a lot of artists are literally like no money. <laughs> like, uh, I also, you know. and this might, this, this may sound controversial. I, I think if you're older and you've got writing skills, I think that sometimes they can last longer. You, you could physically get to a stage where it's very difficult to do art. But you oh could no, still no! Write. I mean, if yeah. you, yeah, if you're a, if you're an artist writer, yeah, you're in a better position. But if you're just a, a, an artist, like yeah. if you were like that was your career, if you get to that age, let's say forty, fifty, whatever, yeah, and the the work sort of dried up and all that, you, it's very hard to go get a job because you've had no skill. You know what I mean? Like mm. you have no experience in a wow. job because you've been drawing for the last twenty years or thirty years or whatever. So yeah, no, it's it, it's a tough it's a tough industry in that sense, and the, and. You know, there's. It's almost like there's. There's probably slightly more of a safety net than there used to be. There's not much of a safety net. You know, um, like. Well, I think yeah. I think today you're in a better. If you're a younger person and you can and you and you're learning like a skill now, mm. it's so much easier because if, because you're learning digitally. You can you can transfer that over to three D digital art you know, even do a bit of animation, all that sort of stuff. So you, I think you've got a few more avenues. Mm. But if you're an old school pencil and paper artist, um, you, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, so Peter David's still in trouble. There's still, I think there's a GoFundMe. I, it sounds like he's still struggling um, big time. Um, it's a, but it's honestly, I think the biggest mistake a lot of like artists are making in, in the West mm. Um, is do what manga does. Just make your own shit. Mm. Well, they you know, do. because I mean, a lot of manga, they the writer and the artist. True. And and they just bang out the stuff and you know uh, come up with a story. And I mean, it's not all like fucking Shakespeare. Mm. But <laughs> I think what is cool about especially manga, especially if you say doing something like shonen, a lot of people just love the fight scenes and the cool. Um, uh, panels, you know what I mean, with yeah. the action panels and stuff and all that. So you don't necessarily have to be like the world's best sort of writer, just as long as you can make your shit looks interesting and dynamic and cool and, and whatever, I, I think you could do it. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, I've been doing it in Japan for decades and decades now. Yeah. Like, yeah. just just bang something out there, man. Be yeah. your own creator. Meanwhile, I'm trying to work out and it's so frustrating for me. There's, there's five, I know there's five Incredible Hulk, Peter David omnibuses, and I've got four of them, and the fifth one's just out, so I want to get the fifth one because I think that wraps up a lot of stuff. But then it's like there's a Maestro omnibus, and it's like, well, fuck, are we are we breaking out of the, you know, you know what I mean? Are we breaking away from the the numbering system now? And we're just like, it's like, what is this? You know, like you you had one, two, three, four, five. Dave could understand, and now suddenly you've got a Maestro one as well. It's like. Is that recapping stuff? Is that mate, mate, mate? They have to re. You've got to just rebrand it to sell it again. But but but, dude, the volume five came out like last week. It doesn't matter. They, <laughs> you get it out there and you make slight tweaks and then you resell it. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's just I, I'm not being cynical enough, am I? I'm I'm forgetting. Marvel. Oh, it's not cynical. I mean, that's just smart business. I mean, Jesus sure. Christ, Bethesda made probably a fortune just reselling Skyrim. 
Have I sure did. I bought it. How many times you know did I mean? buy? I bought if, it if, twice. Yeah, if you could just rebrand it or, or put it on a different, you know. So what? I mean, if you put that omnibus out, you may trick someone, or maybe someone is not into Hulk, but they like my show. Whatever. It's, you're just repackaging something and selling it. Again. I'm just trying to work yeah. out what minimal what, effort. I'm just trying to work out what. Yeah, I I hear you, man. I'm just trying to work out what's in Hulk Five and what's in. Uh, yeah, looking at. Yeah, now I see what it is. It's all the sort of Secret Wars and it's all the miniseries he did. So essentially it's six omnibuses because there's the fifth one that's just out and the sixth one, it, it's it's Maestro, but it includes Maestro miniseries um, that he's done in the last few years, you know? Like it's more, mm. more recent. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Well, it's almost like they should have just called it Volume 6, to, in my opinion, because it would be less confusing. But there is... A slight overlap, so some of the stuff that's in the Maestro would have been collected previously, like the Future Imperfect stuff, I assume. Um, yeah, anyway, whatever. It's That's comic books, isn't it, Rich, as well? Like yep. trying to find, you know, it's... So and you'll probably annoying. buy it anyway. I <laughs> know, oh, I'm buying it, for sure. I'm buying five, and I'm buying... Well, because a lot of the material hasn't been collected in, in omnibus mm-hmm. form. So... Yeah, I'm buying it. Of course I am. I'm complaining about it, but I'm complaining more that I'm <laughs> I'm complaining more about the confusion than I am about the actual product. But anyway, um, now Rich, we had an RIP uh, famous wrestler from the '80s, the Iron Sheik. Mm. I remember the Iron Sheik. Did he often wear like a sort of not maybe not bandana is the right word, but some something on his head from memory? I don't know what they call it. That sort of tur- not turban, but that like Almost shawl, like yeah, thing that like the. Um, uh, uh, Saudi Arabians sort of. He way. was big in the mid eighties. I remember, big. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a big villain. Yeah. So we've got a thing here: the Iron Sheik, a Hall of Fame wrestler, and, and rightly so, he's in the Hall of Fame. Became a villainous star in the nineteen eighties, facing off against Hulk Hogan, and teaming up with a wrestler who claimed to represent the Soviet Union. <laughs> that was the old Cold War. Um, uh, it was Ivan something. I he died in his sleep Wednesday. He was either 81, according to his passport, or 80, according to him. Um, yeah, he was a, he was a presence. I, I remember him. Um, and that was kind of the fun days when that you're allowed just to play like the Cold War stereotypes. And he was the Iron Sheik. I mean, he was, I don't know if he was Middle Eastern, well, but that was when, what he played, um, yeah? That, that's when uh, the wrestling was more cartoony. Uh, uh, oh, for sure. Something I miss about the '80s wrestling is how Saturday morning cartoon it was. Yeah, because you'd it have was. Sergeant Slaughter, you'd have The Undertaker. <laughs> you know, you have Hulk Hogan eat your vegetables. You know, take your vitamins, <laughs> eat your vegetables, kind of shit, and all that. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you got the Russian. You know, coming out with his. You know, like it, it was just it was just more Saturday morning cartoon, which. I do miss that. Um, it was. I mean, I, mean, I, I miss. Yeah. I miss the the nineties and two thousands more. That was the attitude era. That's when it was sort of. Um, yeah. If you think of wrestling as that being maybe the bronze, um, the 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 like the, the golden maybe age, bronze age, yeah. And then and then the nineties sort of two thousands being the dark modern whatever. Yeah, the nineties was very. Um, and I'm by no means a wrestling expert, but I did see it because it was on a lot. You know. Um, it was all very sort of like um, dark and like everyone had an attitude and um, it was just a bit like steroided up basically and it was it was quite fun act from what I from from a distance it seemed quite fun it seemed like people were having a good time you know oh yeah 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 uh, uh, um, in terms of just uh, yeah absolute fun 
batshit crazy stuff the the late 90s 2000s with the, like you know uh, the rock stone cold mm. um you had hollywood like, hogan didn't he turn into hollywood or something like he was kind of oh like- that was yeah when he was at the um <laughs> wcw uh because there was a massive rivalry and that's why uh, that, that's why they say competition brings out the best because yeah when the WWE had, um, or WWF at the time, when they had actual competition, when they were actually losing, mm. uh, like there was a ratings war, that's when both were just like doing outlandish shit. Yeah, to get the And it was the most fun. Unfortunately, now where wrestling's gone back to like not having much competition or the, or the kind of landscape has changed, I do find it to be a bit more vanilla and boring. Yeah. Kind of now, which is yeah. why I don't really watch it uh, yeah. anymore. And, you know, I mean, everything has its time in the sun. You know what I mean? Like, it's going uh, it, to... It, it's kind of, like, popular now, but it's kind of popular in its corner, if you know what I mean? Like, it, it's Oh, look, quite, I mean, it's know. popular now, but I think now people are enjoy it more for the athleticism right. than the stories. Like... Yeah, you know the wrestling used to have really cool stories, really cool fucking pro. You know the eighties had your promos. You know, Macho Man, Macho Man, we know. Oh yeah, yeah. who could forget Um, Macho Man? (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Like those guys used to cluck, uh, cut great fucking promos. They were entertaining. It was just, it was fun. And then, as I said, when you get to the late nineties, two thousands, that's when you've got like again fantastic promos. You've got interesting, crazy storylines. And now I feel like the storylines are not as important as. They're definitely more athletic now. Mm. You know, like the shit they can do in the ring now, like pff, puts the other stuff to shame. You know what I sure. mean? Like it's, you know what I mean? It's, I it's tell like you a wrestler thing. in the eighties I liked. He, uh, and I'm gonna get his name wrong. And, and it, dude, we're talking like mid eighties. I'm a kid. I'm remembering his name was like Ricky the Steamboat or something. He was he was very he bounced around a lot. Do you know Ricky the Steamboat Dragon or something was his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, Ricky he was the cool. Dragon, yeah. He was cool. I, I used to like him a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, him now. Is like the first aeroplane, yeah. Compared to like a Boeing seven four seven now, or oh, you know sure. what I mean, or yeah, like a yeah. a fucking jet fighter. It's like it's not even, yeah. It, it's like it's not even the same. Like watching that almost looks like, geez, that's so easy compared to sure. some of the shit they do now in the ring. Like, sure, yeah. Uh, but but it's, but it just means that it's it's fun to it's good to watch. Like you go, wow, fuck, that's crazy. But you don't. I don't feel like people are necessarily invested in the storylines as much. I think it's yeah. just like a yeah, it's a storyline. I guess yeah, he won or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh. But I need that entertaining hook, man. I need to be like entertaining. I, I like. Thing. I I'm remembering in the '90s that what I saw of it, it seemed really crazy and fun. <laughs> like it seemed like everyone was like. There was a lot of dark eyeliner and a lot of guys just going, like, attitude. You know, everyone was a bad boy kind of thing. Kind of was how it seemed anyway, you know, like... Uh, not 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 just, like, bad boy. Just people were a bit more, like, um, uh, less PG. So, yeah, like, one yeah, wrestler, yeah. he was called uh, The Godfather, Was literally came out with the hoe train, <laughs> and he was, like, a pimp. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? There's a guy called... Uh, uh, the uh, big, oh shit, was it not not Big Lebowski because that's the movie, but like, oh, if I can't remember, similar to that, and he's supposed to be like a porn star, right. you know. So they really kind of went there. You got the Rock, you know, yeah. you got the Rock and Stone Cold. They the like you know the anti-hero characters, um, you know, there was just more like edgy. It wasn't necessarily like dark, but it was more like edgy and uh, uh, mature, um, not PG. I remember you know I mean? 80s I remember, yeah. was PG. 
I'm remembering a guy called the Ultimate Warrior. Um, do you remember him? He's he was pretty- yeah, Ultimate Warrior. That's eighties. That's with yeah. Ray, uh, that's with Macho Man and yeah. Uh, Roddy Piper. He's ringing and, a bell in my mind for some reason. <laughs> and, and I just, he had a cool, I mean, when I say cool, it was a crazy look, but it was a iconic look for the time. You know, he had like a... Had yeah, like yeah, a the, paint, head, the war paint. The, yeah, the war paint. I was going to say, it was like a war paint or something he had going on. Yeah, like, um, no, I recall it. And I always thought it seemed like a cool thing to get into. Um, Dude, you do know. yourself a favor if you want to like have your mind blown and just go, what the fuck is this guy on? Mm. Watch a Ultimate Warrior promo. Sure. Like, seriously, like you've seen the Randy, uh, the Macho Man yeah. uh, Randy stuff. He's awesome. Just do yourself a favor one day and just watch an Ultimate Warrior promo. You'll just be like, what the fuck plane of existence is this guy? Well, on? there was a lot of coke, I think, back then and stuff. And they were all. No, but this guy was like, you You were just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Right. He was out there, was he? See, uh, all I'm he remembering really, is his image. Yeah. He was really out there, like, man. Like, not even, like, it, it just, you, you got to watch it to Even more it, than Macho Man? Even more than Macho Man? Way more. Wow, because Macho Man was pretty out there, which I loved. You know, yeah, but his stuff made sense. <laughs> sort you of. Could yeah. Follow what he was saying. <laughs> this guy was. You're just like, what? Yeah. What okay. universe is this guy from? What? I how does it. he see the world? What is the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. It's probably the drugs were doing some of the talking. I would suggest. No, apparently. I mean, he was on steroids, but he wasn't on drugs or anything. Um, right. He was just. Uh... He, he he was just this guy that sort of just like, uh, almost like Grant Morrisony. He just sees right, the world out there. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, no, I, I find that kind of stuff amusing. Um, so, R.I.P. to the Iron Sheik, because I do recall him. Um, he was a big presence. Yeah, he was a funny guy. He was a yeah. funny guy. He was yeah. actually quite a funny guy. Yeah. Now, some news came up this week. Whoopi Goldberg is such a fucking clown, but sadly not an amusing one, Rich. You know? Um, mm. Just this week, she was, I mean, as always, moaning on The View, which is just her personal fucking soapbox to moan. I find, you know, and like, whoopee, you peaked back in 1990, you know, like it's been a long decline, and you know what she was bitching and moaning about this week, Rich, apparently she bought a Mac, and she can't play the new Diablo, because it's not coming out on Mac, and she was pissing and moaning about how ripped off she felt and stuff, firstly, whoopee, I'm pretty confident with your net worth, you could afford to buy a fucking gaming con- you know, console to play a fucking Diablo game, but anyway, but people were just hammering hammering her on fucking Facebook and stuff. Like, is this... You know, we talk about, like, celebrities in their ivory towers. Would you say that she's an example of just someone who really should not have a show because she just talks such rubbish, you know? Oh, not just her, man. I think almost every single fucking woman on The View is so out of touch. Is so out of touch. But she seems to be the loudest moaner. Of a group of moaning I mean, women, you know, she's the. Loudest. I remember what was her name? Oh shit! What's um, Barbara Waters? What was his daughter's name? Um, Sh- uh, not Sharon. I, I forget what the woman's name. You, 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 Ozzy Osbourne's daughter, yeah? Is it Sharon? Yeah, yeah. Ozzy no, Osbourne's daughter wife. was on the View, uh, and this is when Donald Trump was running, I think, or something like that. Oh. And she turned and she goes, "If you kick all the immigrants out of this country." Donald Trump, said, who's going to clean your toilets? And the, everyone's like, whoa, whoa. Love and it. she's like, oh, no, but you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. You are the one. You see, this is why I say, like, you are the one who sees them as just toilet cleaners. Like, Sure. I mean, there's a certain truth you know, to that, though, as well, you know, in terms of, like, the... No, but the expectation yeah. is that they're all toilet cleaners. That if you kick them all out, no one's going to clean your toilet. It's like, mm. are you fucking retarded? Like, M- Mind you, you go to 
you go to LA or somewhere and you see how hard the Hispanic community works in all those in those areas. Like they've got that covered, you know. Yes, but that's not. But the point is, you don't say that as the only no, reason agree. to knock him out. Like, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. She's an idiot, though. Like that girl. I, 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 they're I think, all idiots. I, I think I've ever seen a woman on that show that isn't that didn't come across as. Oh, like dude! A, all they do is moan. They fucking moan. Like, like Whoopi Goldberg getting on there to moan. She bought a Mac. You'd think she was down to her last fucking five bucks. You know, like, she's <laughs> she's worth a fortune. Like, she's been on that show, it seems, forever. Before that, she had a career um, in movies and stuff. She's been around forever. She's She used to be funny in the 80s. I used to find her amusing. Now I find her almost unbearable, you know? Mm. And she's... Well, I mean, just... Yeah. just uh, but she again, she's... She's out of touch because, again, That's once right. you get rich mm. and you start living in gated communities, you don't actually know how the real world works. That's where I want you, to You're be. not part of the real world. I'm barely part of it now. You know? That's why, like, look at, if you look at, like, comedians, rappers, <laughs> yeah. even, like, musicians, yeah. the richer they get, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, true, the true. more their music and their comedy changes. Sucks, basically, usually. You know what I mean? Because they, they're not living that life anymore where they're part of the world. Yeah, and where they were making comedy about the actual real world, now they're making like comedy about like having money or being rich or like you know mm. or singing, and it's like that 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 the common person can't relate to that. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I think I saw Jamie Fox on a Seinfeld uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. I think this is right, and he was saying when he first broke through, like so he started making real money. He said he started changing his act to jokes about the first class lounge and stuff, and he was just bombing. And someone had mm. to say to him, "Dude, you can't do jokes like that." But it, people just don't get it, you know. Like it's, you, and he was like, "It was a real wake up call for him." He was like, "Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah." You know. It's like it's like it's like being a comedian. And you're like, and you start off with a joke that's like, let's say it's like uh, you're like, you know, so my daughter brought a boyfriend home and all that, you know, and blah blah blah. And I got so angry, I got into my Lamborghini. <laughs> and you're like, you've, you've lost me. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I know. You've you've become people are yeah. Exactly, people aren't laughing. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg so far down the fucking tubes. But also, Whoopi, go buy a fucking PC. Like, seriously. Like, you... Yeah, like, just please just do it and shut up as well. Yeah, but also, don't, if you're such a Diablo fan, have you never played a Diablo before this to not know that don't they know. don't come on Mac? Like, I don't well, know. Yeah, that was the other thing. I, I don't know, man. It's it, it's interesting that, I mean... Like, you can't... Like, I, I feel like you're not a gamer if you expected a game to play on Mac. This is probably... This is obviously clearly the first game you've ever bought. A PC game you've ever bought mm. or tried to play because if you're a gamer in any way, if you play games, you should know that game. Uh, what games. I understand is like, yeah, how hard would it be for her to just buy one? Like, I, mm. that's what I. That's also what I don't get. I'm like, I, I get she could have made a mistake. I, I understand if she's not a massive game, but she or wants just to hop buy on board. A fucking console, man. Yeah, either one. <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't mind if she's like sort of like, yeah, I want to play this Diablo. I kind of wanted two one. I'm still in no, no. But go, let's say you know. no, no. Okay, but let's say you're like, okay, but I prefer Mac. Like, I need my Mac for the work or yeah, or all that. Okay, fuck, go buy a fucking console. Like, okay. if you don't want a second computer, just yeah. go buy a console. Yeah, please. And you've got the cash, Whoopi. That's the that's the part that I don't understand. It's look, dude. She could fucking give her fucking credit card to the fucking, you know, one of the many aides that I'm sure are on The View supporting these women, like, doing everything for them, and they go out and buy her a fucking, con you know, console and then install it in her, her fucking, I'm sure, mansion so she comes home and she can play it. Like, 
Mm. It's quite po- like this is what I'm saying. Like Whoopi's basically, much though I can't stand her and find her very unamusing, she's worth a fortune. So she's got the cash. Like that's what I don't understand. She's like, oh, it's just so annoying. Like I'm so she was she was ranting about it, man. Like she was really pissed off about it. It was like Whoopi that they're, they're still making them. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they haven't stopped production. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Um, now, anyway, now the big news this week, or over the last, I'd say, seven ten days, was the release of Across the Spider Verse. Um, and the reviews have come in very positive. Um, I saw it this week, Rich. Uh, now we've got a few reviews. Now I do want to mention. It's box office. Let's let's go to its box office first, just so we have a. I believe it's been doing good business. Um, let's have a look at what it's done across the Spider Verse. Uh, you have not seen this, have you, Rich? Am I right? What's that? You've not seen this movie, have you? Or have you? Seen oh it? no! Uh, sadly, my girlfriend wants to go see it. Though you got, you should see it. Okay, so so far, it's taken 159 domestically. It's taken 87 million internationally for 247. Worldwide, it came out on the 31st, so it's been out basically nine days. I mean, it's doing great business. Um, I think it cracked 100 million opening weekend. It was about 103 from what I saw. Now, I've got a number of reviews here um, from listeners who have seen it. Uh, First up, we've got Adam. Adam the Computer, of course. He was pumped for this, and so was I. And he said, very good movie. Not as fun as the first, maybe not as good. Some of the funner characters from the first do not appear much or play just a smaller role. Lots of fun fan service. Really like the new characters, which were Indian Spider-Man and Spider-Punk. Good luck, though, trying to understand Spider-Punk. Um, Ghost Spider is in it a lot, and they go into her backstory a lot. Spider-Ham is in it almost none. Same with Spider-Man Noir, but they are teased for a bigger role next time. He, he gave it a very positive review. Um, I will read out uh, Mitchell, um, and th- thank you, Mitchell, who supplied some really fantastic news along with Adam and, and others as well. I asked uh, Mitchell um, for his review. He said, excellent animated movie with a cutting-edge animation style. Strong sequel with excellent storyline that doesn't rely on cameos and, or gags. Just pure so- solid storytelling. Lord Miller show again what world-class filmmakers they are unleashed in the Spider-Verse. Now, I was so fucking pumped to see this movie rich um i saw it by myself in a reclining seats uh i think on thursday or oh, wednesday i forget what day no tuesday it was actually anyway absolute and you know how much i loved the first one absolutely loved this rich like loved it i i think it's when i say maybe not dark as the right tone it's got a slightly somber more tone um to it it's fantastic. And I'm not even a big Miles Morales fan, you know, but I do love my Spider-Gwen and my Ghost Spider, and she's in it plenty. Um, and Miles Morales is fine, to be honest, in it. Um, it is a remarkable movie, though. Like, just the animation is one thing, but I, just the the sheer number of Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man 2099 is massive in it, actually. He's, he's massive in it. Rich, was he always a vampire? Because I didn't know that. Um, he's a vampire, but apparently he always had fangs, which I'm like, well, I've not read a lot of Spider-Man 2099. I was like, I did not know that he had fangs, but apparently he does. Um, have you read much Spider-Man 2099, Rich, over the years? Not much. Had no idea he was a vampire. He's a vampire in this. Um, now when they say vampire, I'm, it's a bit unclear 
how exactly uh, what that means. I don't think it means he drinks blood, but they say it, and he's definitely shown at one point uh, sort of not injecting, but taking like, you know, what are those things called? Like a test tube with some liquid in it that he drinks. Um, and he definitely is bitey, so he's biting stuff. So anyway, he's he's very good in it. Um, if anything, I wish there was a bit more Peter Parker. The Peter Parker B character is in it, but he's got a lesser role uh, in it, actually. But he's good. Uh, Mayday, the baby, is in it. Um, brief appearance of Mary Jane um, with Peter B. And Ghost Spider's fantastic in it. And again, I've got to say, for me, she's a standout star. I, I think she's fantastic, this character. I think she's got a big future in live action, this character. I... I mean, I've said it so many times. Ghost Spider, Spider Gwen. She's great, man. Like, fantastic character. Um, There's stuff in it, Rich, like, I think you probably will enjoy it. Like, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you'll enjoy it. Like, there's a a whole wall of the, uh, like, canon moments in Spider-Man, like, across the multiverse. And so it's stuff playing from, like, the 60s cartoon. There's stuff from... The live action movies, like where Uncle Ben dies and stuff, like yeah. it's I'm cool. sure I'll enjoy some of the fan service, and I'm sure that I'll appreciate the animation and the action stuff. But I will not like this movie because I think most of those Spider-Man characters, all of those that you mentioned, are fucking lame. Which ones? Um, all of them. <laughs> what about Spider-Man, Spider- Spider-Punk, Indian Spider, whatever. All that Spider shit is all junk to me. It's actual garbage. <laughs> Spider Gwen's okay, man. Come nah, on, garbage. I like her a lot. She's cool. Um, it, there's an emotional story too. It's quite emotional, man. Like it gets into it, dude. Like into the whole dynamic of Spider Man. Like it really, for me, yeah. it really explodes. Funny, all this great Spider Man shit wasn't wasted on Miles Morales. Miles Morales. I, I tell you what, though, I, and I'm not the biggest Miles Morales fan. I, I do find him a little sort of checklisty, but. They do do his story well, and I certainly cared about his story. And oh, there's a really good um, uh, what do you call it? Like some people calling it an Easter egg. Uh, so you know Donald Glover, um, the actor mm. Donald Glover, who sadly I, I do. Well, yeah, he was in a Spider-Man Homecoming, and I thought he played the Prowler there, but he is in this live action him, um, in this as the Prowler kind of captured in, like, the sort of nexus reality where all the different spider people... There's, like, there's like hundreds of spider people. There's h- literally hundreds of spider people. Uh, he's he's kind of captured there or, or whatever. He's in, like, sort of like a little force field. And, you know, he says a few things. And I said to Adam, I said, didn't he play the Prowler? He said they teased him in Spider-Man Homecoming, um, but they didn't actually name him. He was, like, a car thief or something. I To be honest, I, I barely remember it. But, yeah, that's, that's where he was from. I knew he had some connection. So in this, they kind of make it in some version he became the Prowler. Because the, the idea is that everyone's connected and has these trigger moments. So there's this really cool scene. Um, and to be honest, Indian Spider-Man, I wasn't the biggest fan of him either. But anyway, there's a, there's a cool scene where Miles Morales comes in, well, I think with Spider-Gwen or something, and, and they, they foil the death of the police captain and uh, Gwen looks down at her little wrist monitor and it says, uh, can an event disrupted? And that's the storyline. Uh, and spoilers, kids, but this is the story. It's actually really cool. The character of the Spot, Rich, 
uh, who's a very minor character that I'm kind of aware of. Have you ever heard of The Spot? Nope. Um, okay, so he's a character, I think from the 60s, but he was in, like, the animated show and he was slot used him. He can kind of, like, put his hand out and then he can sort of portal across the room and his hand will come out there. Anyway, he does that kind of shit and he sort of, he sort of literally disappears into himself and realises he can travel through the multiverse. And what happened was um, Peter, uh, not Peter Parker, Miles Morales... However, Miles Morales got bit. I don't really remember, but basically, the Spot character was a scientist, and he was and he was fucking around, um, getting things from other realities. He'd worked out how to do that, and the spider came from another dimension or reality, and came through and bit Miles Morales. So Miles Morales was bit by a spider from another dimension, and that's why Miles Morales is like a disruptor of. Um, the canon events and stuff, because, like, his conversion, that spider should have bit the Miles Morales in, um, well, an, another reality, but it bit the Miles Morales in the, you know, the reality of Spider-Verse. And that's why Miles Morales isn't part of the whole Spider-Verse team. He, he kind of stows away. And I thought it was really cool. And, and there's a really fucking cool twist at the end, too. Like, it ends on a cliffhanger, and I've got to say, it, it was impactful. And in terms of my Spider-Man rankings, I said it, I said Into the Spider-Verse was my favourite Spider-Man movie, um, followed by Spider-Man 2. Um, I think this is on par with Into the Spider-Verse. I'd put them in equal one. And I'd put Spider-Man 2 literally just below it. You know, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're my tippy-top of the Spider-Man movies that they've done. I, I, I think that it's a very worthy sequel um, to Into the Spider-Verse. I, I think it's... I mean, I'm giving it 9.5 out of 10. Or Dion gave it, I think, 8 or 8.5, and his um, daughter gave it a, gave it a 9.5. Um, it's pretty cool, man, like, to be honest. Like, you know, um, I think you'll... I, I actually think you'll enjoy it. I mean, Spider-Punk is okay. Actually, I like Spider-Punk. Indian Spider-Man is a little, I don't know, nothing. Um, it's just like Peter Parker, but he's Indian, <laughs> kind of friendly. Um, like, but it, there's a lot of cool stuff, and it really sets up the next one where Spider Ham and Spider Man Noir they've kind of gathered a team to go and do whatever at the end. Uh, at the end of it, and there's a really cool twist at the end too that I thought was really cool. Um, and yeah, uh, look, honestly, one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years. Easily, easily one of the best comic book movies that I've seen from any Marvel kind of property. Um, it's right, right in the top couple. I think it's better than most of the movies that have come out. So Fair enough. Review. That's my review, man. So will you see well, it over the week? Just segue off of garbage characters like Miles Morales, because <laughs> that's all I got from that story. Um, <laughs> I see they relaunching the uh, Ultimate Universe. Really? Comic line. The Marvel one? Yeah. Really? Mm. How? And almost why? Like from the start again or what? Yeah, yeah. They are, it's a, they relaunching. So it's going to be um, they're relaunching a brand new Ultimate Universe comics line. You know, who are all these people that say that uh, mm. uh, uh, Marvel has, you know, run out of wells to revisit 
<laughs> well, yeah, there's always another world to tap no. into. Why, 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 why <laughs> do you need new ideas when you have old ideas that you can still <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, copy? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. But, but if they're wise, they will do ultimate from the start, start again. Like, you know, don't try to sort of... Because I think Ultimate was awesome, but I think it sort of outside its welcome. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Ultimate is going to be basically like... It's going to be a what-if kind of scenario where I think they're just going to change a lot of characters, ethnicities, sexualities, uh, all sorts of stuff. It's going to be like just like a completely unrecognizable thing. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, if they did Which that... Which is fine. Again, know. i got no issues with you doing that shit. Just, as I've, as I've always said, keep it out of canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they will, I guess. But I, I tell you what, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man got me back into Marvel Comics, like, outside of the Punisher. I think like, a lot of people got into Marvel um, thanks to Ultimate. Yeah, no, I, I, I... And that original Ultimates, Ultimates 1 and 2 with Mark Millar and I think it was Brian Hitch, that was fantastic, you know? Actually, the... The, uh, well, the Ultimates was actually really good. Ultimate Spider-Man was a massive hit, mm. and even Ultimate X-Men started off really well. Yeah, yeah, I think the only one that was kind of a dud was Ultimate Fantastic Four. I think that was the only one that was like, yeah, meh. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the the rest was actually pretty damn good. It was a oh, good ult, uh, alternate universe. Definitely, definitely. Oh yeah, no, I I loved it. I mean, you remember how much I loved it, Rich? I was heavily into it. I, I stuck around until like the party was almost over. You know. And I was like, you know, when you're like, yeah, I'm going to tap out now because it's it's over, like the fun's mm. over. But and, and frankly, Ultimate Spider-Man, I I never got into Miles Morales. I was just like, no, nah, I'm done, you know. And I I actually think that they made a huge mistake in bringing Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe into the current one. But mm. they'll but they'll say, oh, you know, we needed Miles Morales so badly in the main. You know, thing, but I don't know. I, I mean, what can you say? They wanted to kill off the Ultimate Universe, but they had a good character, or at least a, a popular enough character. Um, does he have his own book, Miles Morales? Like, still? I oh God, does. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he does. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to know, and I honestly don't know. I would love to know how much that sells compared to Spider Man. You know, like Amazing Spider-Man. I would love to know how Miles Morales sells. I mean, he's in a huge movie. I would. I, I can't imagine it being the same or more. It would have oh. to be less. Oh, definitely be less. But yeah, no, it'd be interesting to know. Look, I tell you what, he's pretty good in the movie. Like, there's like I'm not, and I'm no, I'm no huge fan of Miles Morales or anything. Like, I always felt like Bender sat down and went, you know, and went bucks come and check. You know, like, and, and sort of just ticked off boxes creating Miles Morales. But in the movie, they do him decently kind of thing. And I think it's also the storyline is cool around him, you know. So he's, and Ghost Spider does a lot of the heavy lifting as well. So I don't know. Interesting though, Rich. So when's that coming out? Oh, well, they've only just announced it. So okay. it'll be probably for a little while. Do you know what else is is coming? Um, this was going to be later in the show, but I'll announce it now. Um, JMS, J. Michael Straczynski, is rebooting Captain America. Um, so there's going to be a new Captain America title, and he's going to be writing it. Now, he is either very good or very ordinary when it comes to his comics. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that sometimes is awesome and sometimes swings and misses. But it's interesting, I think, that he's doing Captain America. Um 
He was certainly one of my favourite Spider-Man writers. I, I, I very highly regarded his Spider-Man. Do, do you like his work, Rich? Mm, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can't complain, but I mean, I also, it, it doesn't set my world on fire. That, that Spider-Man run was pretty good, I, I felt. I, I thought that was um, excellent. Frankly, I thought that was a really good. I'm sure he's done lots of other good stuff, but um, that 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 Spider-Man run for me really grabbed me in a big way. I thought I thought he did a very good job on that, and um, in, in fairness, probably could have stayed longer. But yeah, uh, he's doing Captain America. Uh, I've got more interest in him doing Captain America than in um, Tanahisi Coates. He was putting me to sleep, you know, Mister Politics. Oh yeah, yeah. Like well, fuck. Who, isn't, who isn't Mr. or Mrs. Politics? Oh, you know, like, oh, can we take a break from the politics? Is that possible? <laughs> like, like, if it's well, be- clearly not. If it's beating up spies and killing terrorists or beating up terrorists, I guess Captain good. But if it's just politics about the racism in America, you know, like, I'm falling asleep. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, you know. I, I always think, yeah, I think it's funny because people love throwing, they think comics have always been political, and it's like, no shit, Sherlock, everything is political. The difference is, in the comics, we were dealing with fictionized politics, whereas in the comics today, you're trying to deal with modern day, uh, you, you're trying to put modern day politics uh, with preaching in it, whereas they just use politics to tell a good story. Yeah, like, it's a plot device. That, that's a big difference between... Polit- using politics is not a good story and telling a story to push your politics. That's good. Actually, very things. well said, Rich. I've thought, you know what? That's actually very well said because I've often thought that in my own brain. I'm like, I, I can think of a lot of Captain America stories where he's fought national, or, you know, white nationalists, Nazis, etc., et from the years past, you know, like many times, many times. Mm. And I'm like, cool. That's part of the storyline. And we all know Captain America is anti all that. Like, it's in, in, you know, it's pretty obvious when you read the character. But when they have to start really preaching to you and making out that he's part of the problem and, you know, oh my God, well, so are we, Rich. You know, readers. And it's just like, I don't need this. Really. I don't need this. I, I don't need this in my life. Like, this is boring. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think of um, Mark Grunewald's Streets of Poison arc with Captain America, where Captain America, I want to say, was he was addicted to to ice, which is a drug, um, and he, you know, he was going a bit unhinged. Rich, great arc, great arc. Compare that to some of the boring political sort of speeches of recent years. You know. Like, it's just, it's just, it doesn't even compare. One of them's interesting and one of them's not. It's basically it, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, as I said, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, the fact that they don't even know the difference is, as I said, is one of the biggest problems with comics at the moment. So, and not just comics, just a yeah. lot of entertainment. It is. I mean, it's just like, well, we're going to do, we're going to remake, you know, Battlestar Galactica, but it's going to be all about race. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> Can I tell you something? And and this is why I I know that it can be done better because the one show that we're watching Mm. is uh, that one called like Hell in Paradise, right? Mm. Where they actually have a female executioner and she's like the only female executioner. And, um, you know, uh, there are people going like, oh, a woman kind of thing and all that. But it's never like um, rammed down your throat and she Mm. doesn't like do any speeches and... Mm anything like that um in fact it just sort of makes her more sort of determined 
Mm. Um, but it's you know what I mean. But it's done. It's 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 done in in a a well written sort of way sure. that you're not you're not there rolling your eyes. You're just going like, okay, so at this point in time, you know, uh, females weren't really executioners. Some of the men, you know, kind of like, oh, women doing this, but. That's it. It's it's not like you're not beating over the head with her. She's mm. not fucking speechifying and mm. you know what I mean and and belittling whatever. She's just like, well, I got to prove myself. And I'm mm. like, this is fucking fantastic storytelling. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I do want to mention that on Amazon right now, there's a massive flash sale which covers a lot of Batman and stuff. Because that, let's not forget, Batman is all through. Like the the flash sale, Rich, to tie with the movie, has a lot of Batman trades on sale. <laughs> mm. So. You, you. If you want to go onto Amazon, there is some great sales right now um, in terms of just Batman and I assume Flash because right now I'm looking through all the Batman and they've pretty much got it all on sale. So do yourself a favor, kids. You know, do yourself do a favor. Do it, kids. Do it. Do it. Scotch and call it. Do it. Um, <laughs> now, uh, so that covers. Um, now, by the way, Flash comes out. I think next week. Um, you're gonna go see it, Rich. Oh. Uh, Come sure on, I'll have to for the show. I'm, I'm going to see it for the show. Look, um, a lot of people are saying it's pretty I, good. Uh, well, I'll I'll say this: mm. it's very mixed. Um, mm. From what I can see, again, really? some people have also said it's the worst, some of the worst CGI um, right. they've seen in a movie and all that sort of stuff. So you get it; it's, it's getting very mixed. Wow, uh, it, it's uh, I'm seeing a few reviews and it's very mixed. So it's definitely going to probably be a mixed movie. But wow. I'll say this: I'll bring mm. this forward because I put this in the news because I want to see how this ages mm. once the movie comes out. Mm. Um, but the Flash director Andy Muschietti, mm. uh, Muschietti, whatever, is Warner Brothers' top choice to help new Batman movie. Okay. Well, so I, mean... I want to see how that holds up after the uh, Flash movie has come out and how much money it makes and. And how it's reviewed. It's going to be interesting to see how it does. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it does. I mean, Spider-Verse has given it a great lead in terms of the comic book, you know, buying public have have turned up. Um, The comic book movie public have turned up for that movie. It feels like good timing, you know, that it's come in. People have gone to the cinema. They've enjoyed themselves. It has had, I would say, you say mixed, but I think it's it's tending towards more positive word of mouth coming out. I, I've, I've read more people saying they've really enjoyed it than, than not. Um, against that, though, Ezra Miller, a very, uh, how can you say, volatile, uh, d- you know, d- divisive figure. So he's a minus, but then again, they've got Batman, you know? So. so obviously the only people that have seen it are obviously critics and all that sort of mm. stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, critics. That's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of critical opinion that I've seen seems to say it's good, but you know I've seen mixed as well. Not everyone has said it's good, but a fair chunk. But we'll see. We'll, we'll find out, Rich. I mean, it's you know at the end of the day, it's going to be our own sort of you know we'll be the final arbiters on this discussion. That's for sure. People will be tuning in for a signal of doom to see what we think. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited to be honest. I, I just you know what I wish. I just wish someone else was playing Flash because <laughs> I just find him annoying. I I just honestly do. I just find him annoying. He's like it's 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 almost like just his style of acting. Not even that he's like this massive like idiot who was like running around Hawaii causing havoc. I just find his actual acting style annoying. You, you know, like no matter what mm. role he's playing, like. 
and th- and that's a negative for me because I, I it kind of drags me out of it, you know, because I've got this guy who's kind of a bit of a jerk, you know, playing mm. Batman and playing Flash, you know. Okay, so okay, so it, it's interesting. So the last time I had a look, it wasn't seventy eight percent. It has dropped to seventy two percent. So that's still pretty good. We'll see, no, but we'll see. Obviously, as more reviews come in, if it continues to drop or if it stabilizes or increases. But I mean, it has mm. dropped six percent since. Let's last see time. what it is on. So okay, so on Metacritic, it's got a sixty one. On Metacritic, it's if got a sixty one. If we go to the so if we click on, uh, I love doing this. If you click on top critics, mm. which are supposed to be like the, the the top critics let's see if they reviewed as good or bad oh. uh, again it's it, top top critics seems very very mixed for oh. every tomato there's a so oh. it again looks 50 50 of, okay. of the top critics oh. again i'm not saying it's a bad uh, it's necessarily going to be a bad movie i just don't have this and i uh, don't know no, maybe i won't i won't give a spoiler what you know something that happens in it? Uh, apparently, Michael Keaton is not in it as much as people think he's. Mm, that doesn't surprise me. So, if anyone was thinking that he's going to be like a big, big uh, part mm. of this movie, apparently, not that big part of him. Mm. I'm not that surprised by that, though. I mean, they were obviously hyping him heavily, but you know, I'm not stunned to hear that he's not a big part of the movie. That's you know. I mean, it's... I'm not stunned, but I'm I'm already minusing two points. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of annoying. I, I wish he was a big part of the movie, um, but you know, well, I just feel that's. A, but again, you see, that's that's this is where I think we need to start holding um, uh, studios accountable for how they mm. cut trailers, mm. because the way that trailer is cut, he's almost in every single fucking shot, like m- making it appear. Mm. That he's a bigger part of the movie, and I think that sort of shit needs to stop. Mm. Where they cut it in a way that makes you believe one thing, and then you go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but yeah, you can have a couple of scenes man. of him in it, but if you're putting him in almost every scene, like <laughs> in that trailer, you are misleading people, thinking, making them think he's a bigger part of the movie. But that's basic marketing, you know. Yeah, but you got, but again, there's a difference between marketing and false advertising them. like mm. there is a distinction which is why we have them and i feel that is like borderline false advertising no i hear what you're saying but but like i i of course i get what you're saying but i will say this they had to uh almost they've got to do everything they can to sort of take too much of the focus away from ezra miller so batman being in it is always batman's a big sell and michael keaton's a huge get and so it doesn't surprise me that in their marketing they've leaned into it. So, like, dude, I saw uh, <laughs> on Facebook, it was almost a parody. I saw an advertisement for Flash that was Michael Keaton, yeah, you know, dressed as Batman, and all his bat suits behind him. And then down the bottom, the Flash. <laughs> There's no Flash in this fucking. It's Batman and his million Batman suits. And then down the bottom, the Flash. So that's, you know, it was almost like something you would see on, like, a parody because it's just... that That's how far they're swinging away from just it's a Flash movie. Because, honestly, when I watch it, I'm like, this looks cool. And I'm like, God, if only one of the most annoying actors in the world wasn't playing Flash, you know? Very um, true. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'll probably enjoy it, I think. I, I you know, I think I'll probably overall enjoy it but i also think i'm a soft touch i mean i i really do i 
I feel I'm very easily I'm, impressed. I am positive that Ezra Miller will annoy me every single fucking second that he's on the t- on the screen. Mm. Well, yeah, no, I would probably agree with you there. Um, you know what he's going to play? I mean, he, it's in the trailer. He's just wacky, man. You know, he's the wacky, wacky guy. Um, that's yeah, it's so funny because that is literally the opposite of, of The Flash, Barry Allen. The literal opposite. It's I like know, you don't even know the character. I know, but like it, it is similar to... Not similar, but it's kind of like Wally West a little bit, you know? Like... You know how Wally West was... A no, bit fuck, a Jesus. Story. Wally wasn't even this bad. No, Wally I agree. Wally West wasn't even this cringe. Come on. No, I agree. I agree with you, man. I, you, you're not wrong, Rich, um, frankly. You you aren't wrong. When you, when you, you know, with what you're saying, uh, you know, but we will see. Um, so is it coming out by next show? So hopefully by next show. I think it comes out on the 15th, so we might not get a chance to see it before next show, but we will try. Um... Things are a bit crazy for me at the moment, so we might be the week after that we'll do the official signal review because um, I don't think it debuts in Australia to the 15th or maybe the 14th. Mm. So that could be a bit tight. Um, but regardless, I yeah, will... Yeah, because, I mean, it comes out of the 15th, we'd probably be doing the show on the 16th. Yeah, so and I... And, not, not enough time. Yeah, and... But, but regardless, I will have, I'm sure, people and, like... And I and I do a 12-hour shift on a Thursday, so I'm in no mood to no, no, that's fine. watch a Flash movie after that. <laughs> You're in no mood for Ezra fucking Miller, I guarantee you. Exactly, it. I'm not going to be in the mood to fuck it after a 12-hour shift <laughs> and go watch an Ezra Miller movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd kill myself first. <laughs> that's almost like jail time. Like, oh, I reach straight off 12 hours, straight into Ezra, <laughs> playing dual characters. Oh, great. Double the Ezra Miller. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it could be more than double. I think he might be actually oh, be playing multiple characters, but you only have like smaller parts. But uh, guess what? I bet you so many of them are so fucking similar that like, because <laughs> like yeah. every time I've seen this guy act, it's just the same performance again and again. Like you know, this guy is not reinventing the wheel when it comes to acting. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're looking forward to it. Now, I have some big news, Rich, and this is reported. I want to announce them. Ray, Adam the Computer, and Mitchell, all... Basically, I woke up to this news. Wolverine versus Predator is happening in the comics, Rich. Um, It's going to be a four-part miniseries, I believe. It's not just one fight, it seems. The Predator, or... I don't know how to say this word. Yatusha? or Yagusha or something, the canon name for the alien racing question. I, I've seen it many times written, but I have no idea how to actually pronounce it. But that's the name of the species that is the Predator, Rich. Um, you familiar with the Predator from the movies? Obviously, you're familiar with this Never guy. Never heard of it, man. One of my favourite guys of all time, the Predator. Um, you know, that's the name for the race. Whatever, I call him the Predator. I don't give a fuck about Yagusha. Um, the Predator will viciously hunt Wolverine across decades of Marvel comic history in Predator vs. Wolverine. The four-issue limited series will be written by Benjamin Percy, joined by artists including Greg Land, Andrea DeVito, Ken Lashley, Keo Zama, and many more. Why is there so many artists for a four-issue limited series, Rich? That's a question I've got. Anyway, um, the series will reveal a bitter rivalry between Wolverine and a, a fuck a predator. I'm not going to say Yagusha, who's been stalking him since his earliest days. Witness these never-before-told encounters as Percy brings the bloodiest hunters in all of pop culture to their knees. Yes, 
Predator vs. Wolverine will be published by Marvel Comics in September. Finally, finally, guess what? I'm going to praise CB today. CB, you get a fucking tick for greenlighting this. Well done, CB. You know, year, uh, years I of mean, failure. I, I agree with you, but I, then I also am going to deduct points because, <laughs> let's be honest, I mean, if we've had Predator vs. Superman and Batman... Mm multiple times the fact that uh and even judge dread you've mm. never to this point done a wolverine predator ah, it's just fucking disgusting i mean if you think about it it's it's, it's the most retarded thing i've ever heard that this has never happened before that's a good point well that, the reason it's happened now is because disney own fox and they own the predator property and the alien property so they, yeah then how did they do batman how did they do judge red you don't need to own the properties to no, do but they properties. no, they don't need to. But they, but the the Dark Horse licensed uh, those. But they never things. even did it when Dark Horse had it. My point is, when Dark Horse had it, they they yeah, did right. multiple true, true. Um, stuff. I just think it's retarded that they haven't gone. Hey, fucking our Wolverine versus Predator, come on, I do agree. something. I agree with you, Rich. But they're, they're doing it now, man. So fucking stop complaining, Whoopi uh, Goldberg yeah, over I feel there. Like that's twenty years too late, man. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, dude, I'm ready for it. I I, I announced. Um, it. Actually, who's who's writing it? Benjamin uh, Percy, who writes a decent Predator and decent Ghost Rider. Yeah, okay. Well, He's decent. He's decent, that. man. He gets the ball across the line. You know. Mm, he, get, he gets the ball across the line. Ago when, when there was where more better writers. So. I wish Larry. I wish Lethal Larry Hummer was writing it personally, but you know. And get Chuck Dixon on there, but uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Percy's not bad at all. Uh, I think I'm excited, man. The image. Have you seen the image? It's fucking awesome, dude. I'm going to say this right now. This could be the greatest comic of event <sighs> in the last fifty years. You know, this could be it. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be. Oh my god, best. Jesus Christ. A uh, hundred out of ten. Well, yeah, because I was I was chatting to someone at work today, and I said, "Oh, she said we were talking about Wolverine and the Hulk." And I said, "Yeah." Uh, she said, "Have they ever?" She didn't know Wolverine was Marvel. She, this is someone who just sees the movies. I go, "Yeah, he's Marvel." I go, and he goes, she goes, oh, "I've never seen him with all the other people." I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." They'll they'll bring him in and he'll fight Hulk. She goes, "Oh, he knows Hulk." And I said, "Yeah, the first adventure, Wolverine jumped out from behind a bush and attacked Hulk. That's how it all started." And she went, oh, are they rivals? I go, yeah, well, it's more of an ego thing between the two of them. Like, you know, they're kind of good guys, but, you know, their noses get out of joint and they, they start slashing. You know, um, I am so fucking ready for this. I want a film of this as well, whether it's animated or live action. Uh, Hugh Jackman one last time against the Predator. Why not, man? This is, the, this is what I've been waiting for all these years. Finally, finally... Fucking something has happened that is exactly what I wanted. And, and I was chatting to Ray about this, and I was saying the same thing. Finally, after all the years of shit, you know, like they killed off Wolverine, they brought him back, he had hot claws, it was all just shit. And, and suddenly, someone's gone, oh, Disney owned Predator. Okay, there's a Predator comic? Yeah, there is. Wolverine versus Predator. Yes. Yes. CB, everything I've ever said about you. I don't take it back, CB, but you get a little pat on the head today, you fat little clone. <laughs> he gets an extra lolly, Rich. I'm pretty happy right now. Can, can, can you can you tell that I'm actually excited and happy? You know, this is it. I'm just... Oh, yeah, it's overly. Overly. I'm just... Uh, the only thing is, they're saying four issues. <laughs> Let this run, man. Let this run. 
You know, let this keep on rolling. Why seven four? I'm just hoping Sabretooth's in there as well. That'd be good. Yeah, you might be. You never know. Well, the cover. Have you seen the picture, Reg? I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm going to send it to you in the in the chat. Um, the cover is the Wolverine Weapon X with the shit on, you know, the headset and all that stuff that he has, fighting Predator. So it's from different eras. So the what the, the the it's Weapon X, and Ray was saying this is good because they can take away the memory, you know, because obviously he was amnesiac uh, after mm-hmm. Weapon X. Hence why he didn't why remember, it, Rich. Why does he need to have the memory? It's, why does it have to be canon? Why can't it just be a fun story? No, this is canon, Rich. No, this is this. This ain't no what if, my friend. This ain't no what oh, if. Well, then that is stupid because you can have way more fun if it's a non-canon story. Why? Because you can have Wolverine lose limbs and like go down to the wire and have all sorts of shit. You can kill other characters, like the mm. other X-Men character. Like you can have way more fun, bro. Right? Way more fun if it's not. Decent point, Rich, actually. Yeah, I've got to say tonight, man, you, you, I don't know if it's just me and I'm tired, but it feels like you're dropping gold, you know? You you just said something then that made me think, X-Men versus the Predator, you know? So yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He could come down and he starts killing off X-Men and then that's what, you know, then it's Wolverine and him and, sure. and Wolverine wants to avenge his X-Men. And I'm just saying, you can have a lot more fun if you're not really restricted in terms of, oh, we've got to make it canon and everything's got to go back to normal by the end of the story. Mm. <laughs> How boring. Good point, Rich. Well, I mean, also it can just happen on other Earth, can't it? You know, like all the different. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, just yeah. have fun with it, man. Jesus, like, well, tell not... the best story. Don't, don't, don't restrict yourself by trying. It's to make not it out happen. yet, man. So calm down there on the on the hate train. It, it ain't out yet, man. We need to get Benjamin Percy on the show. We need to get him on ASAP. I'm just saying, based of you saying, oh, this will the, he's got the memory loss. I'm like saying, if it's going to be canon, it's stupid. Well, Ray said that. I, I, you know, he's speculating as well because he saw Weapon X, man. Weapon X, remember Weapon X with the headset? Yeah, but I think maybe they're just doing in that time period because maybe he's more feral than like, like he yeah, becomes more of an animal being hunted by an, an actual hunter. Good point. Good point. I'm always unclear on what happened in Weapon X, but like there was that professor guy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on there that I don't feel has been adequately told. I feel we can mine that storyline a bit further too, you know? Um, they probably mind it fairly heavily, but you know it's been a few years. Um, yeah, great point from you, Rich. Will there be other characters, or will it just be Wolverine out there in the wilderness for four issues? Well, how much fun was it when we did the Archie versus Predator? Loved it, loved it exactly because it wasn't canon. They weren't trying to be like, well, everything's got to go, you know, sure, got to make it fit in the Archie universe. No, you just fucking. Although fun. I will say this, Archie versus Predator Two was nowhere near as good as Archie versus Predator One. I felt, I yeah. felt, I felt Archie versus Predator One was far superior to Two. That yeah, was, but sometimes you you go back to the well. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's successful. Let's do it again. But it's you know what I mean. You're yeah. just trying to milk it now, so it's not as Milk City. Um, it's not as original as when it was. Yeah, Milk City, man. That's what they do all the time. Um. Anyway, like I'm excited. Like you ain't gonna kill my vibe, Rich, with your you know negativity. We're gonna be doing it every single fucking episode issue on signal we're gonna go in deep real deep i'm gonna make you're gonna be going in real deep i'm gonna make a comment right now could predator i'm gonna stare at the ceiling until you stop talking seriously here's the comment 
could Predator become a regular in the Marvel U now? Like, why not? They own him now. He could just become, you know, one of the big bad guys. Why not, man? Yeah, I'm starting to feel it. He could start turning up in Marvel Universe films. Would you like that, Rich? I wouldn't give a shit. I probably wouldn't be watching Marvel. (laughs) Well, you're going to be watching it for the show. So imagine if you're watching your Avengers, Secret Wars, and there's a Predator there. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Now you're starting to feel the vibe? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't get, like, I don't get excited for, like, stupid shit. This is good, though. This is Predator versus Wolverine, man. Like, this is... You're, like, a fucking 10-year-old kid that's like, oh, my God, would it be cool if this random character showed up? It's like, no, why? That's just so random. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, dude, you know, they've got to do something to interest people. So, yeah, at a certain point, it, it, they've got to do... I know it's... How about, how about just make good fucking Predator stuff? That will interest yeah. people. Yeah, but, like, him hunting Wolverine, I think, sounds pretty interesting. I think that sounds like, oh, shit, oh, all right, wow. Things have gone up a notch. You know, like, that's that. That's where I am, man. I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're taking shit seriously now. We're not fucking around anymore. You know? Like... We spent a lot of time gazing at the stars. Well, guess what came out of the stars? Predator. In that fucking spaceship, man. And he hunts. Oh, off this topic, but still on Predator, I saw a thing on Twitter who said uh, Rambo versus Predator, who wins? I sided with Rambo because I feel if Dutch could do it, Rambo is at Dutch's skill level. But what do you think? If it was a movie, Rambo versus Predator. Uh, well, based on historical evidence, Predator always loses. Uh, he even lost to that Native <laughs> American girl. Remember? Yeah, he's, he's lost to that. He, he, I mean, I mean, good God, the Predator even technically lost to the alien in Predator versus Alien. He got uh, hammered by the alien. You know, well, they all. I think, I think all the Predators almost died in that, didn't they? Yeah, or maybe. Yeah. No, but I mean, uh, I mean, historically, the Predator always loses. Mm. Yeah, of course, I'd give it to anyone that's going up against a Predator who's the Who's an established, mm. iconic uh, mm. character? There's no way Predator kills him. Mm. What if um, I don't know? It'd be a good movie, actually. That'd be a good one. I, I love this kind. Of, I like these kind of clashes, though. So you, I, you're not as fun as me. I, the idea of Rambo versus Predator, I think, is pretty fucking cool. Like, imagine if in Rambo: First Blood Part Two there was a Predator running around in Vietnam as well. You throw that into the mix. Dave, I don't. I've watched Predator one and two. I honestly don't need any more than that. I'm sorry. Like, I need a lot more. I really don't. I'm happy to keep watching those two movies over and over. Mm. I just don't need any more Predator versus anyone. Wow, you're the opposite of me, aren't you? You know, I've I've never. The only Predator movie that I was really disappointed by was (laughs) the Predator. That's gonna be there, be like, because I have standards. No. Yeah, no, the Predator. Remember the Predator? I, I was very disappointed in that one. Um, I, I didn't mind Prey. I thought Prey was quite fun. I know you, you disliked it from memory. Absolute waste of time that movie was. Yeah. Um, now, I have a review. We finished Last of Us, Michelle and myself. Um, it, very good show. A bit of a slow burn at times, um, but it got to the end 
which I think we covered the controversy. So can I tell you the controversy and you can tell me what you think? Sure. So basically, the storyline is character of Joel, um, played by Pedro Pascal, um, the internet's favourite dad. Um, he's traversing uh, sort of a hostile dystopian, you know, America with Ellie, who can't be turned um, by sort of the plant, yes. the plant zombie things, yeah? Um, so he gets her to the end. So that's her ability. She's been bitten, but she hasn't turned. Everyone else who gets bitten turns into these weird... Yeah, she's, she's immune. She's immune, yeah, exactly. That's why they want her blood. Exactly. And the, the whole mission was to get to this hospital where they wanted to get her blood or something. Mm. He got there. He got them there. There was many a fucking... You know, many a fucking hurdle along the way, but they did get there. And um, uh, from memory, they sort of get knocked out, and he wakes up, and they say she's been taken away, and then they say they're going to operate on a brain and take all this shit out of a brain and kill her because they're trying to um, form a cure, yeah? And mm. he goes, ape, like, ape shit. He kills everyone, basically, in the hospital that he comes across and rescues her. He literally kills everyone. Um, like yes, he, not, I have. I've seen the game, yeah. Oh, you've played it, have you? Okay. Yeah, I, I've played it and I've seen the game, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So he does all that and um, takes her out and then um, sort of lies to her because she's like, he just sort of says like that um, it didn't work, like that they had plenty of people who were immune and blah, 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 that let, let her go. And she does doubt him, but he makes... She makes him square that that's the true story. Um, and he even kills his friend. Um, and it is done quite conflicted. Whereas I believe the game, it's far less so. Um, I believe the game, it's just this really cool action scene where he's blazing away through the hospital, fighting guards and stuff. It's more video gamey. And mm. I'm not sure if the game... No, so again, uh, this is where movies and games are different, Dave. Mm. Like... The character doesn't feel that in the game. You do. Mm. You as the player, mm. you you, the, you know, they introduce you to the characters. This is what you're working towards. And then when you find that out, mm. and they force you to do it because you don't have a choice. Mm. So it makes you, the player, feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, or righteous, depending on who you are. And yeah, fuck these fuckers. They want to kill Ellie. She's my favorite. Like, it, mm. all the feelings are not for the characters. They're for you. Mm. It's for you to experience the emotion. So, yeah, of course, the, the character is not going to be, like, blatantly telling you because then that supersedes your feeling of what you're doing in that game. Mm. So, anyway, so the, the the you know, whatever you call it. And you also find out why she's immune as well because basically she got bitten as her mother was... Her mother got bitten as she was giving birth. All right, so she's blade. Got it, yep. Um. Yeah, and... So she got bitten and, like, the umbilical cord was still attached and everything, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's, in essence, why she's immune. So that was a good explanation. Um, I really enjoyed the series, frankly. I, I you know, And there was the debate, and I said to Michelle, like, there's this debate, like, you know, he, he saved the life of one, but did he doom the life of many by killing a potential cure? And also, we're not positive that there would be a bit of cure from her stuff, but... um. Yeah, it's an interesting, I think, interesting kind of um, question. And it certainly sets him up in the show 
positions him as kind of more of a villain character, you would think, in the next season, I think. because <laughs> Don't worry about it, Dave. Don't worry about it. Don't get too attached to his character. Oh, does he die? Yeah, do you not know that? No, I... I, I, I... He's bludgeoned to death in the second game, man. Okay. Like halfway through. Okay. Don't worry about it. He's, he's not long for this world. Okay. Well, no, I, I haven't played the second game at all. Um, but anyway, that's the... That's the that's the series. I mean, I, I I very much enjoyed it. And is he is he a baddie in the second game or not? No, no, he's not a baddie. It's just mm. her, him, and uh, Ellie have split. The, they've gone their separate ways because mm. um, she found out the truth and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then they kind of reunite. Mm. And you know, she's trying to she's coming to terms with you know the choices that he made and mm. and and seeing him as the old Joel. And then he gets his uh, brains uh, brains bashed in by. Um, uh, muscle mommy, whatever her name is. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I, I've not. I've not played it, so I don't know. But anyway, um, look, as a actual um show, just in itself, I, I I found it very enjoyable. I, you know, so did Michelle and I both said that a lot of times it felt more like a movie, like it's because it, it, a lot happens in in each episode. Like it's they're quite long episodes, and you know, it just felt like a lot was going on. Um. You really felt like you kind of got your money's worth for watching it. Like it was, I, I felt one of the better shows that we watched um, in recent times as, as like a um, couple, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think overall I'd give it an eight. Um, it wasn't any better than I expected. I thought it would be a good show and it kind of was. At, at times it was like, is it going to be too slow? But actually the deeper we got into the show, the more I found myself enjoying it. It was quite a rich show in that sense. And I didn't feel like they were trying to make a show that's going to run forever, like Walking Dead. It felt like they were building towards conclusions and it felt a bit more impactful. Well, they have they don't have anything to work with, Dave. There's only two games, unlike The Walking Dead, which is like fucking yeah. over a decade's worth of comics and story. Like it's exactly. two completely different things. Yeah, but a very similar genre, you know. Like Yeah, but my point is okay. You, you can't turn around and say, mm. oh, they're working off one novel, mm. so I felt there was an end, as opposed to, oh, they're working off ten novels, mm. so it kept going and going. Like, it's of course they were working towards an end. There is an end. There is, mm. Like, they don't have anything more than the two games. Mm. Is there going to be a third game? Or not? Um, like, is there more games? I don't, I don't know. I, I know nothing about the games. I, I don't know. I know Naughty Dog has said that they're not making any more Uncharted games. I don't know about um, Last of Us. I, I honestly, I didn't give a shit about Last of Us Two, so I don't know how it ends. So I don't know how to answer. Right, you didn't enjoy you. You didn't enjoy Last of Us Two. Oh, I didn't enjoy the first game, so I'm no no interested in the fucking second game. Okay, right. in playing the second game. Okay, have you caught any of this show? Because I, honestly, I think it's a decent show. Like honestly, I really think... no, no, no. The, yeah. This will be your you reviewing only. I have yes. been. Man, I, no I do, I do so much heavy lifting for this show, seriously. But um, well, again, you've got a much lower bar than me. Like you know, it's, <laughs> oh, that's not know, fair. That's about, not fair. You've got to think about it this way. Imagine the two of us are walking in sewage, <laughs> and you don't have any sense of smell. <laughs> I actually have a very. That's what, bad it, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Imagine I'm like hyper <laughs> sensitive with my nose, and you've got literally no smell. That's what it's like for you and me walking through the sewage. Do, do you know? Actually, in all honesty, I actually do have a very bad sense of smell because <laughs> I do. No, I, 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 I which I, again. 
Yeah. Would fa- would affect taste. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but like, I do have some, and everyone's like, oh, "I must be really bad because you don't have much taste." I'm like, "It's not that bad." <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm like, like because it means I can eat more shit because I can't taste it. Like, yeah, and like, <laughs> like I'm like, it's really not that bad. Like, but you know, people have said that to me before. Like, you know, the, like I'm they're supposed to feel sorry for me. I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, I have some smell. Like, it's not that you know. But every now and then. Something will manage to get through my. It's my sinuses and stuff. Like I, you know, I have a, you know, it's a whole thing with my nose, and um, uh, something will get through every now and then, and you, a very strong odor or something will will actually pierce it, and I can feel it, and like my nose will sort of clear out. Like it's really full on. Like when I went to um, the first time I went to Hong Kong, I'll never forget it. Hong Kong is very polluted. And with certain times of, uh, how can you say, the weather and the winds and stuff, it really can smell. Like, it's quite... It, and yeah. it's, it's on-off. It's on-off. It's not all the time. But anyway, the first time I was there, after a few days, um, this must have been really smelly, and it got through my um, no, no nasal cavity, and I was like, is anyone else smelling this? <laughs> I was like... I was like... I was like, there's this metallic smell everywhere. And I and it's it had gotten through taken about three or four days and everyone's like yeah no that's that's all the time like when it's like this and I'm like oh I was like wow this must be what it's like to smell I was like it's really unpleasant uh, like I prefer just my stuffy nose that doesn't smell anything like this 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 smell like but every now and then um uh yeah certain things will get through like car fumes stuff that's really strong. Will get through when, if I'm in the city or something, and and I'll be like, wow, that's what it's like to smell. And I'm like, it's really awful. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of funny. But I do actually. It's uh, it's funny you say that, Richard, because I do have a very bad sense of smell, um, unfortunately. You know, and um, you know, what do, can you do? You can do nothing. Well, you you can do um, surgery. On, on my nose, there would be, um, it's like nasal polyps and stuff. So you could do it, but I'm not going to do it. I, you know, it's not, I, I, I don't really want operating on my nose, you know? Like, it's not that bad. Like, seriously, like, honestly, there's, there's far worse things you could have in life. You know, you could be missing a hand or a leg. That would be more traumatizing than Dave doesn't smell very well. Oh, what a tragedy. You know, I'm not a blood, I'm not a bloodhound. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, and that's why you're not perfect, Dave, because you're not a bloodhound. <laughs> I know. Now, um, we have some news that comes direct. Oh, and by the way, there's a character, Rich, uh, played by Gabriel Luna, who's Tommy, the brother. Um, if season two is anything like The Last of Us 2, we will see a pretty serious arc for Gabriel Luna's character, who is the brother who... Isn't in this much, but they do set him up. So you, you do see that potentially that could be um, a big character. I'll I tell you what, though. If I hadn't known about this controversy, uh, I would have been quite surprised by what happened. I, I knew that it was going to happen. Um, yeah, what's, I, what, what's the controversy? Sorry, you never got to what the controversy is. The controversy. Um, it's basically people saying, uh, did he do the right thing or did he do the wrong thing but that's in the game so i'm not i'm not understanding what the controversy apparently is. apparently richard it was a controversy in the game but then because so many people who watched the show never played the game um 
you know, it's a controversy. It was a controversy now because they experienced it for the first time. They didn't know about it. Like me, I never got to the end of the first game, so I didn't even know that happened. You know, so people are apparently some people, not not. I don't know. There were some people who were very bent out of shape about it, and you know, firstly, it's a fucking story. So you know, let's let's remember that it's fictional. I tell you what, there, <laughs> there's so many people today that literally just want safe media, don't they? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like I thought it was interesting that you sort of subverted a fairly heroic character, even though they did hint that he was fairly bloodthirsty in his past. He had a fairly heroic character arc through this show, and then they did a turn at the end. I thought it was relatively interesting. I kind of almost wish I hadn't known about it, you know, the controversy and the events. I wish I hadn't known that so I could have experienced it. And I made sure Michelle, she had no idea. And she was she was funny. I won't even repeat some of the stuff she was saying. To Like, um, basically how to uh, cure the whole world. She was coming up with some, I was like, as I said, some fairly Nazi-ish kind of like comments, like <laughs> to, to sort of breed a, a new, uh, you know, a new a new race of I- immune people. And she was getting fairly into the eugenics of the whole thing. And I was kind of like, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Um, so she was definitely in the camp of, no, he did the wrong thing. You know, like the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few was kind of her attitude, um, and yeah, I, I, no, I, well, I mean, no, of course he did the wrong thing, but I mean, you can still also understand why someone would make that wrong decision. Like, 100%. you know what I mean? Like, it's he's not a bad guy. It's just that um, mm. he's just done something terrible and possibly doomed. <laughs> the human race, but I mean, yeah, you know, people do stupid things for love, so yeah, yeah, it, it is it's really good because the, uh, what why you can also understand why someone like him would do that is because obviously in the in the beginning he loses his daughter. Yes, and they do right? play he, that up a bit in the his show daughter dies, and now he's this other who he didn't want to catch feelings for, mm. right? Like you, especially in the game, tries to keep her at a distance. Mm. Um. Obviously, they do, and he sees her as a daughter mm. is now also going to be killed. You can understand why someone might snap. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, I can, I can understand it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not so traumatized by it all. I'm like, I can understand it. I thought, I actually thought it was interesting. I yeah. do think it's easy to make. Obviously, it's obviously easy to make a decision where you can put the needs of the the many over the needs of the few. I suppose when it's a, a co-worker or a stranger or mm. <laughs> you know someone that's not really that tied into your life but i mean i think if it's a family member like a daughter mm. or a, mm. a, a son or something like that i some i think at that point then the mini don't you don't really give a shit about the mini well it's, so true. It, it's very easy when you have no skin in the game to to yeah. make to make that very kind of cold-blooded decision it's a lot harder if it's someone you care about, you know, and, and possibly love, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, um, you know, some people can cut and run. Uh, nothing you can't walk away from in 15 seconds flat, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Like, like that's... I know, you've said that, you've said that, you haven't said that for a while, so I'm just yeah. laughing because... Oh, but, but like, seriously, that's where I aspire to be in terms of making a cold decision, you know? But to get there, man, you've got to have ice cold blood. You know, you got to have ice cold blood to make that kind of call. I think you can't walk away from it fifteen seconds flat. Bang! <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, that's that's tripping it all away. 
the, to me, that's one of the greatest characters in history in terms of cinema who made that comment, you know, because that's a guy who fucking knows the score to a T, you know. If only we could all get there, man, you know. But then again, people want us to have feelings. They always say you've got to have feelings. Yeah, but then there's also people who say that that is floor thinking, Dave, so it just depends on your worldview. What's my worldview? I don't even know. Fairly dark. That you'll have no one at your back <laughs> when times get tough because you walk away from everyone within 15 seconds. <laughs> Everyone's walking away. People in 15 seconds. What? That guy? He fucking left me when I needed him because he said, no, you can walk away in 15 seconds. I'm not fucking up with that guy. You can walk. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty intense, isn't it? Like, wow, it's the ultimate loner, isn't it? Really, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely hilarious, Rich. Like, um, it's it's seriously, it's one of my favorite comments of all time. But you make a good point. Like, if you're the guy who just cuts and runs at the fucking drop of a hat, it's hard to build loyalty. You know? Well, it just means that when you in get in that corner, you're not going to have anyone to help you get. It. Well, he was a fairly self-reliant character that Robert De Niro was playing as well. This and he great. still got fucked over in the end. Because he went back for her. That was why. He went back for her in the end. That was the thing. He, he flipped on his own saying at the end. He went back. Yes, but I suppose, yeah. But my guess my point is if he had not told his crew mm. to only look out for themselves, if they had maybe stuck together more, they could have actually got out of it but when the shit hit the fan they kind of all kind of start going their own way like only looking for themselves and they'll end up getting killed apart from Val Kilmer Val Kilmer made it yeah I mean you're always going to have the exception to the rule but I'm just saying like injured but injured but made it Um, (laughs) Tom Sizemore went down blazing remember him Mm -hmm. he went down fucking blazing he he wanted to die though he had a death wish man that guy Uh, what a great fucking movie Um, now we have hot news that's come in from Mitchell. Uh, apparently, uh, Rich, and I want to get you your view on this. Apparently, um, there's going to be a Han Solo too, and they're bringing back the guy from um, the uh, Alden Eckenreich, where is rep- oh, is uh, supposedly reprising. This is a rumor, but yeah, he, I doubt that. he's claiming it's reliable. We're going to read it out. It's from a place called Movie Hole Net. Alden Irish reprising Han Solo for Filoni's Star Wars movie, and that's not all. The likelihood of a new actor playing Luke Skywalker in the future is looking more and more likely by the day. With the reports now emerging, the new Star Wars film is bringing back Han Solo and Princess Leia. The untitled film, says Giant Freakin' Robot, will reportedly see, reportedly see Alden Eckenright reprise the title character Solo from the 2018 prequel film, while a new actress is being sought to fill the shoes of the late Carrie Fisher as Leah Agana. Uh, with both Han and Leah in the both in the film, it's almost a given Luke Skywalker will make an appearance too. And there's no chance Lucasfilm and Disney will recruit Mark Hamill to play the role as young Luke, complete with all that gunky CGI de-aging stuff again. Um, the new film, the directorial debut of Star Wars staple Dave Filoni, is said to be set in the New Republic era between the original trilogy and the more recent sequel trilogy. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, speaking to Entertainment Weekly in April, Dave Filoni and John Favreau suggest this will be the Avengers Infinity Wars of Star Wars movies, hinting we'll see characters from every inch of the galaxy coming together for the pick. Filoni says it's a clamor, clamoring of characters saying, how do I get in this picture? And that's what 
John Favreau and I have been figuring it out. Now that you read that combined with the quote, that's making more sense. That they're going to get, uh, they need a Han Solo character if they're going to do New Republic and do, um, you know, the end of the Empire as sort of in essence, like the you know as a concept. You do need those classic characters, so that actually makes some sense. Now that I read that, it makes. I thought they were. Do, he was saying they were doing a Han Solo two. But if it's just Han Solo in this wider story, I don't see that as a big problem. What do you think? Uh, I think it's too late if it's true. Who gives a shit? Well, plenty of people who go and buy movie tickets, I assume. Yeah, yeah, battered wife syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Battered wife syndrome? No, I'm I'm not joking, Dave. I couldn't give... (laughs) I, I couldn't give two shit about Star Wars anymore. I mm. I do not care. I'm sorry. You could, you can tell me that they are um, uh, scrapping everything, and re- I could not give a I could not give a shit because they will fuck that up as well. I don't care. But isn't I Dave Filoni loved? Star Wars is dead. It doesn't matter. Find something else. But isn't Dave Filoni loved for like his Clone Wars and his Rebels? And all it doesn't that matter shit? what Dave Filoni is. It's owned by Disney. Mm. They will fuck it up again. Mm. Even if they say, oh, give us another chance, we're going to scrap it all, they will still cock it up in the end. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Jesus Christ. Like, um, I'm looking forward to Like, I like the idea. Look, obviously, I wish that they'd done it back in the day with the original characters, but they didn't. Um, the original actors. But the idea of it, look, obviously, this could go horribly wrong. But the idea of it, I think, is a decent idea that you recast... But you're not redoing the originals because I, I do think that would be a mistake. But you're moving it, the story on like another 10 years or something and you could tie it into all these fucking TV shows they're doing around that time period too. I never, ever, never, ever had a problem from the start of them recasting. I'm fine with them mm. recasting characters. I couldn't give a shit. That's, that's always been... Go listen to any of the shows I've done. I've said that. Mm. It's too late now. It doesn't matter. Disney owns it. Disney's a fucking stupid, bankrupt... Uh, you know, uh, creatively bankrupt fucking company now. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. They they're gonna take it and they're gonna fuck it up. Though. Are, they're, are, they're gonna take the novels. They'll still fuck it up. Are they that, that bad or that different from most movie studios? Though, really? Uh, like they're all. So, I don't see them as like. I, get I your think point. Disney have. I think Disney have fallen the most. Mm. They've certainly fallen from a greater height than a lot of other studios. I guess, man. I, look, I don't know. I'm just sort of like, I don't know. I just feel like that. Um, I, I think. Look, it will be a risk. Yes, it will, look, it will be a calculated risk. I'm not surprised that they're bringing this guy back, though. If they're going to do it, it, it makes sense. Like, I, I do think that there's some continuity there in terms of like. I mean, when I saw Solo, honestly, and if you went back to the show where we reviewed it, I think Stuart was on the show at the time, I was pretty excited for a Solo sequel and the stuff they were setting up with that criminal organisation and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Um, I, I'm not saying it was a fantastic movie, but but I thought some of the world building and stuff was kind of cool. You know, I was, I was ready for more. Um, so, I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to see this Star Wars stuff, man. Like, you know... Back on the movie screens, I'm kind of I don't know. I, I I get your trepidation. I think I'm I've got caution. Whereas you're, I think you're fully into the like. You just hate it with a passion, don't you? 
Like you just—it's dead. Well, it's dead to me. It's wow. like, wow, it's it's not existent to me now. So, but the irony I, is, you're like I the can't. biggest Star Wars fan with all those books and everything. And, and like, I'm more the, the old stuff, the legend stuff, yeah. everything that was written before Disney bought them. Yeah, yeah, but that's where it is for you. That's it. Uh, that's where Star Wars ends. It's fair enough, man. Like, fuck it. That's fair enough. Like, dude, I fucking hate that new Punisher thing where the Punisher's like in Weird World or whatever. I get that. That I hate that. That's bullshit. Give me yeah, but the difference for you, Dave, is uh, the difference with comic books is, yeah, they might do something that you fucking hate, like Frankencastle, mm. mm. but eventually it will come back. That won't happen with Star Wars. Mm. As I've said to you, there is no such thing as, oh, we're going to retcon and forget about that. We're going back. No, no, no. It's done. Everything they do now is leading towards the sequels. So mm. it doesn't matter. Everything they do now mm. does not matter. Yeah. It's as simple as that. What do I care? If I know where the, where the road ends, mm. why would I invest? I don't know. I, I don't like if you, if, you're not tell, if you come out and say to me, listen, forget <laughs> about the sequels. <laughs> they are not canon. We fucked up. We, 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 we jumped the gun. Uh, we should have taken our time. Those movies don't count. Sure. Everything we're doing now counts from Mandalorian. Yeah. Then I'd be willing to say, okay, show me what you got. Show me wh what direction you can take it in. Yeah. Right? But the fact that you ref that you say, no, that is canon, yeah. means I'm not invested in your journey to get to that canon. I I'm, I'm, don't care. Like, I really don't care. And that's fair enough, because that, 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 that did suck, those, um, those um, what do you call them, sequel movies. I mean, they were very sort of... Forgettable. I, I, I mean, even before we got to Last Jedi, even though I emotionally loved big parts of Force Awakens, I had a really big problem with the fact that it wasn't explained at all and it was just all the same, like, 20 years later. Like, the, the First Order was exactly like the Empire and it was like, in the cinema, I was like, I, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I actually... I think I finally came up with a really good terminology as to what um, that uh, the new Star Wars is. Mm. Do you know when a movie comes out, like, say, Pacific Rim? Yeah. And then you get a movie that comes out that is, like, uh, Atlantic Rim. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you know, yes, yes. Or Oceanic Rim, where it's a complete fucking rip-off, cheap knockoff. Yes. That's what the new Star Wars is. Yeah. The new Star Wars sequels are the cheap knockoffs. I agree. I agree. Of the original Star Wars. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, they're, they're almost like, I think I saw a quote where it's like a stale reheat. Like, it's like you've microwaved a meal, like, days later and, like, you know, it's just not as nice. And it's sort of like synthetic instead of organic or something. Like, there was just something, it, it, it's cynical, but, but a lot of JJ stuff is like that. Like that's a yeah. JJ well, the original Star for your analogy, the original Star Wars is home cooked lasagna, mm. and the the sequels are the uh, frozen lasagna you buy to stick in the microwave. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and and I would say actually less satisfying than a lot of those frozen lasagnas. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, I mean? I'm talking about the cheap ones. Yeah, the cheap ones. They're the really crap ones. Yeah, no, interesting. I, I, I look as you can tell. I, I certainly ag agree with. I, 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 I definitely have caution. I'm probably not all the way there that you are. Like, but do I think that it could all horribly go wrong? Yes, definitely. I think that this could be a gigantic fucking mistake. You know, um, I think there's every chance of that. 
you know, and we'll we'll come back to it and we'll just be like, you know, where did it all go so, hor- so horribly wrong? Um, because, I don't know, like, that last show and or, I was just, like, falling asleep. I was so bored. You know, I was just so bored. It was. It's not like any of the, the stuff has been that amazing to me. The way I say to people, just to, just to sort of put into perspective how much Disney has screwed the pooch, right? Mm. You are, I, I'm the guy that has read almost every single novel, mm. uh, comic, mm. played almost every single video game. And even though I wasn't a massive fan of the prequels, mm-hmm. um, still enjoy them enough that I was still a Star Wars fan, right? Sure. I have my issues with the, the prequels. They're not like, oh my God, these god awful movies, but... I do have some issues with some of the decisions and all that. Mm-hmm. So how bad do you have to screw the pooch? How bad do you have to fuck up for me to turn and say, I am done? Yeah. Someone who has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on Star Wars, like played every game, read every comic, read every book, you know, owns all the movies, collector's editions, everything like that. Mm. How badly do you do you think that they fucked up for me to turn and go, I'm done. Yeah, fairly badly. Um, I do think that, that it's not quite as bad as what people... Like, look, the movies, yes. Last Jedi and Rise of Skulker, yes. I agree. Terrible. But I do think some of that TV stuff is... It's kind of like... Some of it's just mediocre, but some of it's quite decent. Like, it's... I, I do think some of the TV stuff is a bit more like w- what I would want. You know, I don't know. I even even the third season, The Mandalorian, has had a massive drop oh, off yeah. in viewers. So you tell me what's so good about the TV shit. Mm. Well, I like season two. That was that was the one I liked. You know, I like season yeah. two. That was. I the... mean, I'm sorry. I I I know you and I differ in that, but Obi Wan was was terrible. <laughs> Boba yeah. Fett was 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 awful. Mm. Um, they weren't great, but I but I enjoyed yeah. both of them though. Like they weren't great. I'd give them maybe sixes, you know. Like I. My issue them, with them you know? is that the, the the writers don't seem to sit down and say, mm. like when they're writing this stuff, does this ruin the character? Mm. And that's my biggest. Like that's what pisses me off. Like, Obi Wan didn't ruin you the having o- no, but having uh, Obi Wan mm. essentially beat An- uh, uh, Anakin again, mm. and then just go, I'm just going to walk away now. Mm. I'm not going to kill you, which I should do, mm. because you're the right hand man of the fucking emperor. Sure, you've caused all the shit. You've you, and if I let you go now, you're going to kill even more people. Be you know doing yeah. all more harm. Nah, I'm just going to walk away again, mm. second time, mm. and go back into hiding. Come on, man, that makes the character look so fucking stupid. And you could even argue that the first time he thought he was dead, you know. Yeah, again, uh, you, 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 yeah, you can, you can go where you, you thought, well, he's gonna die. I've chopped his fucking arm and leg and both his legs off. He's just been set on fire. I, I, he, he, I'm just gonna walk away. I can't do the finishing blow, but I, I'm leaving him here to die. You, you, mm. you, you can argue that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can, but you cannot argue that in the, you know, mm. he's supposed to be guarding Luke. He literally leaves Luke, yeah, knowing that the fucking first order and all that is on the planet. <laughs> Right? Mm. And, okay, fine. And, and you say, okay, well, you know what? It's Princess Leia. It's the sister. He's got to risk it. Got you. Okay, fine. I'm willing to go with you on that journey. Mm. But then, the, the, the what's her name? Reba, whatever the fucking, whatever. Terrible character. 
terrible motivation, oh, terrible plan. The, the black lady, is that what you mean? Yeah. And and then you have him beat fucking Vader again mm. and walk away. Like, do you not go, hey, guys, does that, <laughs> is that a good, is that is that the best way to write this? Does that not make him look, like, terrible? Mm. Like, that's what he's, we've got to, look, I know that he can't kill him, so why don't you then come up with a better fucking reason why he couldn't kill him? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like the 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 stormtroopers like come in at the last minute and start firing like you know fifty laser bolts that he has to retreat, mm. run away. That's better than him just literally turning his back and walking away. Like you've you are ruining these characters because you don't want to put the effort in. Yeah. I I can't I can't watch this shit anymore, man. Like. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, it's it's a TV show. You know, let's face it. But again, let's... I don't need it though. No, that's true. Well, that's that's a good. I point. don't need it. I've got all the I've got all the legend stuff, man. I can. Good point. I haven't I haven't read every single comic. I haven't read every single novel. I got shit, man. I'm yeah, good. It's true. And I would. And look, I'm giving them sixes, so I would assume that some of the legend stuff is far superior. At least what I've read is 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 a lot better. You know than than what they've put out in. In like even the TV stuff that Disney have put out, like it's not that great. None of it's that great. I've not watched hardly any. any like I thought, Mandalorian was overpraised. I, I enjoy it; it's okay, but it's not. I mean, I'm like, this isn't like Breaking Bad or something, you know, where it's like this is an amazing show. You know, you know, you know those TV no, shows where you're like, fuck, this what is was great. So, but but the Mandalorian, even season one, it it gave you a glimpse of what could be mm. if. They, if they put the effort in and they did some world building, you, that was enjoyable just because you were like, man, what could be or mm. what could have been. Mm. But then, of, of course, they've, they, they've ended up ruining that character. And, and like, I mean, good God. I saw a snippet of it. Like, the fact that they gave Grogu back to him and Grogu is like fucking training with a blaster and mm. doing, you know, it's like, oh, like you, you never meant for this to happen. But oh. Disney probably higher up said, "Get Grogu back. It's a fucking you know yeah, merchandising machine. It has he has to be in the show, mm. and and that's why they probably had to force it into Boba Fett, mm. so that the, the two of them were together by well, the start that, of the. There was that whole episode, wasn't season. there? There was that whole episode where they were chummy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they literally had to write it into the Boba Fett show. There was there was, so it, was it was, it was like the, the Mandalorian episode of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like two. I think I'm yeah. sure there was two. Uh, I, I tell you what, I I tell you what I dislike about Boba Fett, like the show, was how unlike Boba Fett, Boba Fett has become. <laughs> like Boba Fett used to be a badass, and now he's this. Well, I, I, but you know what? Okay, so you wanted to give Fennec Shan like uh, uh, a lot of the like take charge shit, right? Mm. And all you had to do again to not ruin the character, right? Mm. All you had to do was anytime she spoke to mm. just look at Boba Fett mm. in his helmet or whatever and just have him nod. Yeah. Get permission from the boss sure. to talk or give the plan. Sure. That's all you had to do. Bare minimum. Mm. But no, Boba Fett stands there like he's the fucking bodyguard while yeah. she just like is taking charge of everything. Like, ah, oh, again, you they just don't stop to say, are we ruining these characters? Can we do mm. this better? Like, mm. Yeah, that's good points, man. Look, you know, you know, I, I just honestly think that it's 
like there is something true about Disney. Like Disney, it's it's by committee. It, they're pumping products out there. Definitely, they had something to say about Grogu, uh, Grogu, how you pronounce the name, and and like his marketability for sure, of course. But 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 you know, but some would argue that even George himself was like that, you know, with his, you know, toys and everything. But I don't know. It's 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 the commercial stuff now drives. Uh, what little crea- creativity there is. I don't think there's that much creativity anymore in, in terms of Star Wars. I, I do think uh, it's more look, commercial. Look, no, George was all over the toys, but he didn't keep characters around just because they sold toys. Mm, I, I mean, so. Boba Fett was massively popular after the second movie. He killed him off in the fucking start of the third movie. He did. And I always thought that was a mistake, personally. Sure. Um, but my point is, he didn't allow... Mm. Like, let us know, it was it was cool. It was funny. Um, but it was a bad. Yeah, he's not, yeah again, it was he's cool. Not thinking super long term, you know, he's not thinking TV shows and mm. and continue with books and all that. But my point is, even though Boba Fett was a popular character, selling toys, um, mm. it wasn't justification for just keeping it around just because. Yeah, he felt like it. Like you know, Yoda was popular. You know, he didn't really. You know, it's not like he was like, oh well, I better undead Yoda because no. you know he but was popular. But he certainly like, no. had plenty of Yoda in the prequels. You know. Um, and yeah, that. but it, which which makes sense. You have to. I mean, no, I agree. Obi Wan and Yoda are the Jedi in that in that I time. Agree. I phrase, agree. But, but you, what I'm trying to say is, you could argue like the appearance of Chewbacca in 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 the prequels is kind of pointing to, you know, the, we no, but but he a... only had Chewbacca once. Yeah. If he like the the where, okay, it's not really blatant because he says that he he feels like the oh, the storyteller, so he had to. He had to get the droids in mm. into all six movies because he said they the they the storytellers they the 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 the, the two recording yeah. the events and all that so that's yeah. fine but no he only used Chewbacca when they were on Kashyyyk so it's not like he was like well I better get Chewbacca in as many scenes as possible mm. yeah it's yeah. it's fine it's manageable I'm not saying it's perfect I'm saying it's manageable mm. yeah um, yeah I don't, I, don't, you know. I don't I'm just making look I don't care I mean I I enjoyed look dude in all honesty. I enjoy the prequels now a lot more than I did at the time because I think there's stuff there to enjoy. They're, they're not. Oh perfect. no, there is, and that's why I said I don't. I have my issues with them, but they don't. They don't lessen my enjoyment of Star Wars. Mm. I think. Right? I mean, I the... love uh, um, Qui Gon. Like Qui Gon is oh, like, right. one of my favorite new characters, and that's from the prequels. So there's stuff to love about it. There's nothing that I love about the sequels. Nothing. Mm. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the only point I was making was I do think that that Star Wars there always has been a commercial imperative because it was so successful, because it penetrated the mainstream consciousness so massively. Probably since the Second World War, it's been one of the biggest movie things ever, you know, in terms of like a cultural thing that that captured, I would dare say, you know, it is one of the biggest things ever. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And so, look how Disney has mis- mistreated it and mishandled it. No, but my point is that, that the extent of that success means that there has always been a commercial rider on Star Wars Ventures. Now, if Disney, let's, let's just say in a different world, that George had made Star Wars for Disney back in the day, Disney would have fucking been squeezing the milk from it since, like, the late 80s into the 90s, whereas George didn't so much. 
Um, you know, he did some stuff, but nowhere near as much as like a Disney would have. Done, I you know? agree with you, but you also then are talking about where a time when Disney was probably better doing it. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so, no. I'm just, forget about quality. They definitely would have done it. Now I agree. Now definitely, it's not as good as it could be. I mean, but that's that, that's I, I've said this before. That's my complaint with the Marvel TV shows as well. They don't go as far. Nowhere near as far as they could, and I always wonder why. Because to me, if I'm a creator, and you know, you take your best shot, but they don't. They take the safe shot again and again. They take the most less risk shot and give you a little spoiler at the end, and you're supposed to be so happy. You know, that's the Disney model where you 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 give people so few, and you give them a little crumb at the end. And it's supposed to be enough. Whereas I'm like, man, you know, these shows aren't long. These shows are like eight to ten episodes. To me, why not go kind of a lot harder? That's how I feel about a lot. And, I, and I'm not even just Star Wars. The the Marvel TV shows that Disney do as well. I, I feel the same about that. Do you, you know the way I've mentioned before, Rich? They, they milk it. They draw it out. Like, they don't have that much material, it seems. And I'm like, but you could. You know, like you could throw in a lot more material. There's a lot of stuff that you could do, but instead you, you're very content with these sort of, I find, very sort of almost stale storylines at times. That's just my assessment. I, I Am I wrong? No. And, and, and the thing is, uh, in the extended universe of Star Wars, before mm. Disney owned them, we had a lot of yeah. um, uh, character-building, world-building mm. That was done like not by George, by Others. hired writers and stuff and all that. You know, mm. you had Boba Fett stories. You, had, you know, they fleshed out the entire world, but they they were just more talented, I guess. Mm. Yeah, maybe more invested. I don't know. Like they have done it, sure. Yeah, you know, companies making money off it, but again, it was done well. Yeah, that's the thing. It's true. It was done well. You can justify it. Well, just to pick one example, Star Wars Legacy, those that comic that we did. I still think about how good that was. And I thought that was going to suck. When you said to me that it's, it's like generations later, blah, 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 I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And we read it, and honestly, it is one of the, my favourite epic collections I've ever read. And John Ostrander and whoever he did that comic with, top marks. You know what I mean? Like, that was done so well, and I'm so keen to do more of it. Like, And it just shows me. And they picked the pieces up from... You know, I don't know how many years. It was like a hundred years later, you know, and it was yeah, something like that. It yeah. was it was fantastic, you know, and and it was still Star Wars, but with a bit of a twist, and but it was still Star Wars. Like it wasn't like you were reading and going, man, this is nothing like the originals. Like it was enough like the originals, but it had new stuff. And I mean, John Ostrand is a great writer. We know that, and the artwork was excellent too. But that just that sample was enough to, I was like this is so much better <laughs> a story than anything Disney have done with Star Wars Any, like so oh, much yeah. better like but but like not even close you know it's not no, even a competition no no apples yeah. and oranges man yeah. apples and oranges as I said lasagna versus microwave lasagna like totally true totally true now you want to hear something fucking hilarious Chris Hemsworth go for it Chris Hemsworth uh, is going to be turning 40 and he came out with this quote, the, re- the reality of I'm not going to be here forever is sinking in. That's what he said. Apparently he was like disconsolate. And I was yeah. like, I said to Michelle, well, I mean, let's face it, not the world's greatest actor, but 
decent enough, worth squillions from these Marvel movies. Has he and and he's only turning forty. Like, is life really that bad, Chris? <laughs> like, you hit the genetic lottery in terms of your looks. Yes, I know you've worked out a lot as well, but like, you're a good-looking guy. Um, I would say moderate actor. You know, like good and like as I've often said, I think actors are overpraised. Good enough. Um, and you've been a huge hit in these Marvel films, and you've made a lot of money. Is it really that bad, Chris? You know, like it. Well, it just shows you, you know, no matter how much muscles you put on, wuss is still going to be a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like, what's he got to complain about? Like, if he's 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 on a fucking golden ticket. That's that's where I'm like. It's not like he's sixty. See, he's, he's turning forty. You, listen. These actors, these celebrities, whatever, they just always need to be the center of attention and mm. and stuff and all that. So, you know, yeah. it's what they do, man. Like, yeah. they, all, they all carry on like this because they just want to be, you know, they want to be part of the... They're not part of the conversation. They want to be the conversation. Yeah, true. It did come across as, please look at me. Please pay attention to me. Yeah. I, I have it so hard. Um, now, something that I am very excited about, Blizzard is playing, paying Megan Fox to eulogize... Diablo 4 deaths in a corset. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird story. Um, if there's one thing I love, says Hollywood actor Megan Fox, it's the sight of blood. <laughs> yes. Blizzard has paid a large sum of money for what is in fact, a, in effect, a high-profile cameo where, whereby some nerds' unremarkable demise in Diablo 4 will be, air quotes, immortalised by Megan Fox in an extremely skimpy outfit. I mean... I'm kind but of... immortalized how? I'm not like I'm not sure how this works. Uh, in Blizzard's advert, Fox goes on to unconvincingly detail how much she loves she loves bloods and guts. In Diablo Four, there are rivers of blood. Show me your worst in game death with hashtag Diablo deaths, and you might get a eulogy from yours truly, telling the world you went out like a hero <laughs> or a chump. Oh, I think she's doing videos for people for a lot of cash, so that if you die in Diablo Four, she's going to kind of do like a. I, I, you know, slightly sexy kind of like, take. Um, well, I'm kind of enjoying it, um, frankly. <laughs> I mean, dude, it, it all comes down to how much, you know, and how and how little is she wearing as well. I mean, am I allowed to say yeah. that? Is that are you allowed well, to say that? Um, in twenty three. Well, I'm, I'm, if it's Megan Fox, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be very untasteful. Um, it'll be very what? Untasteful. Well, I, I, I like her, man. I like her a lot. I've always liked her. No, but she's a bit of a, um, what like a weird one. Like, yeah, she's I, a bit... I can see her being very skimpy and weird. And I mean, speaking of, I mean, she's apparently in Expendables Four. Did you know that? No. Yeah, she's going to be in Expendables Four. I didn't even know there was an Expendables Four coming. Yeah, she's going to be. Uh, she's going to be part of like the team or, or part of a team, but she's also going to be Jason Nathan's character's fuck buddy. So. Well, that's okay. Why not? And, and then more, another segue, <laughs> Todd McFarlane Toys has uh, apparently signed a deal with Blizzard mm. to produce uh, uh, Blizzard uh, figures. Cool. That's so cool. like Diablo, all that sort of stuff. That's cool. And he just re-upped his deal with um, DC as well. Yeah. I've got the as Who knew the creator of Spawn would go on to have like a... A massive toy company. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he's been very successful, hasn't he? Like, mm. Jesus Christ. Tom McFarlane, like, total success story as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now, 
so I'm excited about Megan Fox, and I want to kind of focus in on that for a second. The idea, I mean, how much cash are we talking? For 50 bucks, would she do it? Or is it? Is she paid a lot by, is it like a competition? Well, how about this? Why don't you, why don't you get the game, yeah, do will. it, and I then will. find out? Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, Tom Holland will only return to Marvel Cinematic Universe for Spider-Man 4 on one very difficult condition. Uh, his price tag, no. Um, if we can't find a way to compete with the third one, he'll swing off into the sunset. That's a quote from Tom Holland. Like, wow. If we can, you know. We'll, we'll see how he um, <laughs> changes his tune when uh, more of his movies bomb. Well, he also has, I mean, I don't mean to make fun of people who are basically are crybabies, but he recently did some film, which no one's ever heard of, where he played like like a manic depressive or something. And apparently it affected him so much that he, he gave up acting for like a year, like just to get his head together. He was like, I had a meltdown doing it. Like, you know, it's a classic like method actor kind of thing. And then, you know, just just a young guy, isn't he really? He just can't cope with the with the the sort of like demands of acting. <laughs> That's the excuse he's using. He's just pressed because no one goes to watch his other movies other than spider man I, I wouldn't even know another movie he's in. He was in Uncharted, I know that. But yeah, and he was in that movie with... Um, Daisy was it Ridley? With, with the, the, uh, Daisy Ridley or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chaos Walking or something was called. Yeah, whatever. No one watched that either. No. It looks shit. Can I just say something? I, I, it's it's really bizarre to me, but I, I this goes back to my theory. Mm. No one is interested in these people as actors. They only see them as as the 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 character the 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 Marvel character. Mm. Mm. So Tom Holland is Spider Man. That's it. Oh, it's Tom Holland. I don't give a fuck. I only care about Spider Man. I only mm. care about like his character, Spider Man. I don't care, actually care about him. Like they love these people. They're like, oh my God, Tom Holland, we love you. Well, why don't you go watch his movies? <laughs> it's happened with all of the uh, the. Well, I mean, except for obviously the already established actors like Robert Downey. But it's happened stuff, for yeah. all the actors who have become like sort of a big name from Marvel. Mm. No one goes to go watch the other movies, man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, uh, but maybe it's also big. I, I guess. Uh, although you know, I hate to stand up for him, but uh, Chris Pratt. Here you go. There's one. He's been very successful. Um, Super yeah, successful. but I mean, no one really. I mean, they make money, but I mean, I'm just saying, he he, he's like successful. okay, but again, he's more like maybe the exception to the rule, and yeah, not all yeah. of his movies have done well. No, no, but I it, mean, but to be fair, Jurassic Park had a name already, so yeah. I think that was going to make money no matter what. Oh yeah, who was in it? No, it was just a, Mario was, was going to make money again because yeah. it's fucking Mario. I mean, no, no offense to Chris Pratt, but. I think he got really lucky that he's he's attached his name to like big franchises. Yeah, um, he's made some good decisions, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, Chris Hemsworth. No, he's not. You know, he's not had any success outside of like the Marvel. Tom Holland. Even really he's been in Bla- he's been in Black didn't do well actually. No, again, not, yeah, none of his movies have done. He's not. Yeah. He's not really been in a big box office hit other yeah. than the Marvel stuff. And again, it goes for a lot of them. It's Thor, just Thor one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, I just think in this day and age, and that's why I think people are saying the, the movie star's dead, mm. in a way, Marvel is kind of killing the movie star because people care more about the char- the fictional character mm. that, they, that they play than them as the actor or actress, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, uh, yes. I mean, that's my theory anyway. I don't know if I'm right. That's just my theory. Oh, I definitely think it's it's a big factor. I, I think Hugh Jackman uh, had trouble getting out of the shadow of Wolverine, even, and he's one of the greatest actors around. 
you know. Um, yeah. Took it took him a while. Uh, yeah, I mean the 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 character they're so iconic. Like they're so good in that role, and they and not just good, loved in that role. You know, Hugh Jackman was incredible yeah. as Wolverine, and he was loved by the fans. And it still took him a little while to get out of the shadow of Wolverine and have like a greater showman or something like that that makes big, big money. That's mm. another side of him. Um, and not everyone does. And no, I, I think that's been a, a factor for a long time. And it's probably going to continue, especially with Marvel as they get to some of the more, in my mind, more shit characters. You know, and it's like. Mm. I don't know, you know, like, who plays Mantis? Like, fuck knows, you know? But, like, people, like, apparently love Mantis, which he turns up in a film. But, like, I couldn't name that actress in a million years. If you if, if I've offered a million dollars without researching the internet, I would have no idea who that actress is, you know? Yeah. Um, like, that's the, I think Dave Bautista has had success, but only because he doesn't play a main character. Yeah, supporting a lot. He's turned up. I think there was one character where he he did play a main character. Again, he made that stupid mistake of doing the um, comedy bodyguard to like a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing and all that. And again, that didn't. Um, any movie where he's going to be the main character has not been successful. He's been in successful movies, but not as the main character. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I tell you what, movie he was actually quite funny in. It was the sequel to um, Knives Out. Whatever that, whatever that was called, I forget. What oh, Glass Onion or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. That that movie's quite funny, and he's he's not a main role. I mean, he's it's an ensemble cast, so I mean, he's in a, a decent amount. But he is he he is funny in that. Actually, I will yeah. say that it's a funny movie in general. Um, but yeah, he he he. No, was look, he can be a funny guy. I mean, he is funny in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, he can. Yeah. He can do comedic, but I just think he is more of a side. Like, oh, totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, now we had um, Jonathan Hickman revealing he almost wrote two DC titles instead of Houses of X. Those two DC titles were Legion of Superheroes and New Gods. I would have far preferred to oh, have seen New Gods would have been fantastic. I would love to see. Yeah, I would have loved to see his Legion too, much more than his X Men. You know, no, like, but I mean, with, with New Gods being such a sort of dormant property that people don't know what to do with, he could have he could have really done something really fantastic. I mean, Legion has had a lot of iterations, but man, he could have actually, because the way his mind works, like you saw in his Fantastic Four and all that, oh man, oh, yeah. he would have done something phenomenal with him. Oh, he would have, for sure. And I, I kind of wish he had done it instead of what he did do, you know? Mm. <laughs> Frankly. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, God, what a waste. Yeah. Instead, we got the crap X-Men of now. You know, like that. That now he's left the building, and you've got all the other hacks just hacking away at it. You know, just hack, hack, hack. The guys who think evil beast, the the the, the idiots who who confused real beast with dark beast. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's like they read an issue of Age of Apocalypse and oh yeah, this is beast. I got I got it. This is beast. It's like no, that's dark beast. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, it's really sad. Eh? It's pathetic. It's like that article I saw where they're like, all the original X-Men are supervillains now. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Um, now, sad news, Rich. It's almost play the last post. Uh, the Winchesters is officially dead after efforts to find a new home fail. Unfortunately, Rich. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. And, um, of course, it had to be a show that Michelle and I watched and kind of enjoyed. And... Uh, yeah, it's over, Rich. The dream is over, man, before it even really began. 
As dreams become a nightmare. And it was kind of ironic that in the last episode they played the clip show of the previous ten episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that was, and it got to favourite kisses of the cast, and I was like, yeah, we're really struggling for form here. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. It was scraping the bottom of that barrel. No, they, they were. It was, it was almost comedic, really. Um, now... This is interesting. Um, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando is a zombie vehicle first-person shooter set to the tune of You You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando is a game about fighting zombies in presumably the apocalypse. The trailer showed a group of four characters in a car together shooting at zombies in first-person perspective. The trailer also leaned heavily on vehicle gameplay. The characters shown in the car together driving through zombies and even pulling other vehicles out of the mud. What a boring description. Like, they're trying to make that sound fucking great, but it's like, okay, they're in a car shooting? Okay. They're in the mud? Okay. Um, what have you to say to this, Rich? Do you think John Carpenter's Toxic Commando is going to be one of the greatest games of all time, or is it going to be a misfire? No, but it could be fun. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I actually haven't seen it. I'd have to have a look. We're going to need you to have a look at it, man, because I don't trust my instincts when it comes to video game trailers. I, 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 don't, I don't know what I'm doing. What's it called? Uh, Toxic Commando. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. And a lot of people are getting excited. Uh, they apparently, I I think, maybe I'm wrong. They may have made a Terminator game, but I may be confusing that with someone else. But anyway, regardless. Also, the Street Fighter game is out. The, the new Street Fighter game is out. I haven't got my console at the moment. I haven't set up yet in the new, in, in, in the new house. But Yeah, uh, there was also a trailer for Mortal Kombat that was actually showing gameplay. Okay. Yes. Tell me more. Um, oh, it just had um, it just had um, Scorpion and mm. Sub Zero. Oh yeah, get over here. Um, Come in to fight um, <laughs> Kung Lao and. Um, oh, not fighting each other. No, they worked. Oh. They were working together. Oh God, why? If you're gonna reboot it, reboot them as enemies. Why are they best friends again? Jesus. Well, come on. I mean, to be fair, if you can reboot it, I would say do something different. So No, I want the same. <laughs> <laughs> I want the same with better graphics, Rich. That's what I want. I want Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, shit. This could actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm down like Left 4 Dead. Which I'm, I'm down for it. It's phenomenal. Left 4 Dead is great. How is it going to be like Left 4 Dead? Mortal because Kombat. It's just a zombie horde fucking. You know, oh, I thought you were talking about Mortal. Right? I thought you were talking about Mortal Kombat. I was like, well, how the no, f- no, no. I was sorry. I was just playing the trailer without sound. I okay. know that you said it had Bon Jovi, but it's fine. I'm playing it without sound, and oh. uh, a lot of it is is. It looks like you can maybe go from players, but it's just a zombie horde right. game like Left Left 4 Dead. So it, that could be fun. I mean, I love a good. I'm down for that. Which man. I mean, they failed with Redfall, so. That's not a good one. They failed with the one before that, um, uh, uh, Back for Blood. So mm. hopefully the third time they'll nail it. We'll see. Well, right. not the same company, but I mean third time someone's tried the game. Yeah, man, I'm down for it. Like a, a zombie Ooh. shooter, yeah. For a second... Uh, my th- friend told me today mm. that the new uh, Warhammer game, uh, mm. the... Uh, the uh, What's it called? The, Total War? Um, no, no, the... Uh, What is it? <laughs> bit of dead there. A little bit uh, of dead there. Space Marine. Space Marine 2. The sequel to Space Marine is going to be co-op, and I'm super excited. That sounds cool. That sounds very cool. Yeah. 
yeah i'm like oh yeah to co-op uh space marine yes please yeah no that that, that does sound like uh our cup of tea rich it was so funny when you said it was gonna be like left for dead and i thought you were talking about mortal Kombat. i was like how oh no, no, no. i was like wow <laughs> like we're we going in a radically different direction <laughs> um now this is hilarious a Blizzard developer claims he was fired for writing Loot Goblin that made fun of corporate greed. It's so awesome. Um, the Treasure Goblin started out as a Diablo thing. They've had a couple of cameos in World of Warcraft showing up at the Diablo 20th anniversary event back in 2017 and then as Loot Specialists. Uh, now, it's so funny because they say all this shit. Like, basically, uh, what made them Loot Specialists different was they had a uh, very law-appropriate reason for their video game behaviour, being members of the Venture Co. Acquisitions Department a goblin trade cartel that's been used to parody, parody corporate malefeasance since World of Warcraft's early days. Um, when Eric Covine on the World of Warcraft quest team wrote the loot specialist, he gave them lines like, another record quarter for revenue and no profit sharing without thinking much of it. <laughs> um, he, uh, <laughs> It's tempting to look over the dialogue and figure out if one specific phrase could have got him in trouble. Maybe, time to go back to the office. Or, looks like another yacht for me, perhaps. Um, that they made sure to hustle and get him out before the end of the month in full knowledge that benefits would expire the next day. Um, yeah, it's it's hilarious too because... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I just had a, I had some trailer was playing it. Um, basically, as well, the marketing team loved it and was using them like a lot. <laughs> like, so it's funny. So even if someone in corporate um, didn't like it, they... Um, the marketing team used continues footage of loot specialists saying stereotypically greedy things like "I saw it first and let's call this a cost of living adjustment" in promotional tweets, even after he was shown the door. I mean, I think that's a brilliant article. Like, what's hilarious too is corporate should just let that fly because that's just fun, and that is it's the geeky fucking gamers who love that shit, you know, and they're buying the game and spending the money. So why are you trying to sort of? dilute it because they love that shit you know it's not like they're not giving blizzard their money you know mm. I, I just feel that's a misread by corporate oh, clearly, clearly you just you heard someone's feelings who um, some fee you know like what do they say if something offends you be got a ring of truth to it like yeah oh yeah oh there's a massive ring of truth to it jesus christ Oh, corporates so deserve to like, have, that sounds yeah. exactly like me the fucker and it's like well i was just being generic yeah like shit I've heard and, and TV and all that, but I mean, if you say it sounds like you, well, then not much more I can do about that. Oh, dude, I'll say this right now. Corporates are morally bankrupt, and they pretend not to be. And, and it's it's a pretense. It's all it is. It's a pretense. And, and they'll... And, and it's just, honestly, it's the most sickeningly sort of, like, hypocritical kind of stuff possible, and yet somehow they expect people to believe it. And that's what I that's what I find so weird. It's like, it's not true. Yes, you are rampant capitalists with basically no morals or ethics. We get it, you know? Um, please don't play the corporate anthem, you know? Anyway, now Apple, speaking of corporates, evil corporates, Rich, um, has its first ever mixed reality spatial computer headset, the Apple Vision Pro, and they're saying it's going to be the next big thing. Price tag is around 4K, I believe. This kind of virtual reality stuff, um, it's not going to be the next big thing at 4K, but um, when the price drops, look out. I don't know. Like, what do you think, Rich? Like, I, I there, were, there was people at work actually excited about this. I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys must be paid a lot more than me. 
Um, uh, I I don't know. I I'm not I'm not I don't care. I don't care I'm now. Like, I I've fucking thing on my face. It's like no, thank you. I would if it was really fucking good. You know, if it was like I'm I'm more interested in these. Fuck, I've got to look up what are oh, now. These glasses mm. that uh, project an invisible screen that only you can see. That's cool. That That's what cool. I'm more interested in. That, like, no, I don't want virtual reality. I want to be able to watch a movie, read something, play a game that no one can see but you. That yeah, that by just putting on a pair of glasses and even maybe using my phone or whatever, that is way more interesting to me than uh, virtual reality. Because virtual reality, I don't want to be like moving my arms and no, I don't. Want oh that my either. god, it feels so real! I'm a gun tooting woohoo! Like, I, I just doesn't do anything for me. No, I know, I know what you mean. Although, yeah, like the whole moving around shit is is. I I think what interests. I go me, to the gym to move around. I don't. I I I play games to sit on my ass and and twiddle the control. <laughs> I kind of want to more be slumped in a chair, with virtual reality just totally entrancing me, and me just kind of slumped there, Rich, and I'm there for like years. And people are like, is Dave dead yet? And like, and no, Dave's living virtually completely. You know, like he's, he's all right, Neo. He's just so pl- he's just so plugged in, and then every now and then you see me come out. I have all blurry eyes and like, oh, what's going on, Rich? <laughs> like, yeah, that would definitely be you. It would be me massively, and then it's back to Conan World for Davy. <laughs> Off he goes back to Conan <laughs> World. <laughs> or well, I mean, you 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 wake up every day wishing that you were in the Matrix. So I mean, wouldn't, yeah, of course you would love to do. That. Or it'd be Maybe. me, like up in that um. What do you call it? The the pod or mm. chair or whatever. Mm. You know what'd be fun too? Facing up to like the West Indian pace attack. You know what I mean? Like if you <laughs> if you could have the skills of like a Graham Gooch, you know, an A B, Robin Smith, someone like that, and you're facing up to the the West Indies. The thing is, I don't. I mean, I suppose that's virtual reality. I could see that more as like dream manipulation. Yeah, it'd be great though. But it'd still be a test of skill. You know. Not, not really. <laughs> no, it would be because you'd still have to have the reflexes. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're coming How can in. You and... have reflexes when you're just sitting in a pod, mate. Hey, that's for the Richard. That's for the scientists to work out, man. Oh right. my god. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're going off brainwaves, dude. They're going off trigger reactions. Mate, just go to sleep and dream about it. <laughs> Same thing. You're welcome. Just saved your money. Maybe I will have a dream about it. Because cause I would I would fucking enjoy it. Like, you know, until you get smacked in the face by one of those West Indian pace bowlers, and then maybe you're not enjoying it so much when you shit. I promise you won't feel it, Dave. Your cheekbone gets shattered and stuff. Wowee. That's where the real tough shit fucking happens. Now, Ariel Winter, this is hilarious. She's in some reality show called Stars on Mars. Um, Lance Armstrong, you'll remember him, the bike rider who then got done for, <laughs> I don't know what he got done for, drugs or something. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so, like, uh, performance enhancing after denying it for a million years, and he was like, oh, my God, like, you know, how can we ever live with this great icon, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's now on a, he's now on a Stars on Mars reality show, and this Ariel Winter from, I think she's in Modern Family, um, she thought it was the late astronaut Neil Armstrong, and she was like, Google him. The fact we have an astronaut is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Yeah. Oh she thought it was. Um. She thought it was Neil Armstrong, who's a lot older, if not dead. Um. 
He was, I think he's dead yeah. now, but he was massively. I think, old. I think he has. I think he is dead yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, but but he was around for a long time, and he was well into his eighties when he died. So it was like, yeah, I don't know how old Lance Armstrong is, but he's probably about fifty. You know, maybe early fifties. Like, but it's kind of funny that she thought, she thought that. <laughs> what would be even more that's funny? That's a blonde moment. What would be even more funny is if she was talking to him, she's like, oh, tell us about, like, going onto the moon. And he starts telling her a story about it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when I landed on the moon, I was like, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And, <laughs> and she's, like, eating it up. She's loving it that much. Uh, now, Richard, we all like to complain about our work at times. Everyone, everyone who ever has worked a job at some point has complained about their work. But... I want to give you what I think truly is the workplace from hell. Uh, eight call center workers were found in body bags dead after they tried to quit their jobs, Richard. And, they, and the what? The call center was owned by a Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> they tried to quit, and they got wow. Killed. They got killed. And I give you that, Rich, as if you ever... I mean, God knows you. Poor you, Rich. You're out there on the front lines in retail, which I feel sorry for you for, but... I think this is even worse, basically. Um, at least we're not working for a Mexican drug cartel in a call centre. It's not even a cool, sexy... I could be working for the triad, though. I don't know. Could be. Well, well yeah. I mean, you know, we, but I'm working for corporate overlords. But at least, Richard, you're not in a call centre owned by a Mexican drug cartel that will shoot you in the back of the head if you try to leave. You know? Again, that I know of. That you I know, know of. I haven't tried to leave you haven't, you haven't tested it yet. You haven't tested it. That's true. I, mean, I don't know what's happened to the people that have quit. I dare say these eight people thought they could just walk out. And they got a, they got the shock of their lives, you know. <laughs> yeah, mm. hilarious. Now, um, trade of the week, Rich Astro City, uh, Volume One, mm. the, the first six parter. Now, what do you know of Astro City? I knew of its reputation more than anything. I knew Kurt Busiak was the writer. I knew it was like not a pastiche. It was like a sort of reimagining of classic. Superhero stories. Yeah, it's just an anthology um, mm. set in a sort of a shared world, and it's just like one-off stories, basically. Um, mm. I think some later on, some of them kind of became two-parters and sure. stuff. So it started off as just sort of like single one-off stories, uh, all set in the same world, it's set in the same, same city, city sort of thing, and all that. Um, and but, was this uh, mid nineties? Was it mid nineties? I think it was mid nineties when it started. I thought it was two thousand. I've got a feeling it was 95, 96 because I, I have it on my comicsology. It certainly went into the 2000s. Like, this this has been... I think Astro City has bounced around a lot of um, publishers and it's always been a kind of niche, um, a niche kind of uh, property. You know, well-loved, but without breaking through, like, say, A Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, 95. I think I only started reading it in 2000. Though. Yeah. Now I knew of it by reputation. on for a long, long time. Yeah, I knew of it by reputation, um, and I do like, not love, like quite a few Kurt Busiak stories over time. So I respect the man's writing ability. I came to read this. At first, I was like, okay, it feels like everyone's done this. Like, let's create my own superhero world. But then I was like, you know what? I'm, I am enjoying it, and I think maybe. I would have enjoyed it, I reckon, more at the time because it does feel more mature than than the generic superhero fare without being that needlessly dark. 
kind of stuff. Um, and also not like, say, uh, when Alan Moore did Supreme, where it's really sort of cartoony almost. This I, I, I did have some problems with the art. I felt the art was a little subpar. I, I just felt for such a good story... I, at times, I felt the art felt a little primitive. I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on that. As a story, though, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I The six issues it, it did exactly what you would hope. I got more invested with each one. I really liked the one where the guy was the bug alien because I didn't see that coming. And, um, yeah, I, I, I felt as it went on... The, the date storyline... I felt was maybe one of the weaker ones where I forget what the guy's name is. Samaritan goes out with like the sort of Wonder Woman character, you know, the Hawk Woman character, whatever she's called. I felt that their dialogue was actually really bad. Um, and really, I really, actually, I felt the dialogue in that date was really bad, like just not good writing. But anyway, overall, I enjoyed it, but I did feel the artwork wasn't the best. And for some reason, I thought Alex Ross did the artwork, but no, he just does the covers. Um, and I think did some character designs, I believe, from Adam told me. But what did you... I'm interested to know what you think of it, Rich. Oh, art was fine. Okay. <laughs> it's very... It's, it's, a, it's a deliberate choice. It's going for that sort of um, pulpy... Yeah. Um, ...kind of look. It's, it's trying to make it look dated. Yeah, okay. Um, like it's a, a not not old necessarily well not old timey but that it it's 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 um it's kind of scratchy, you know. Yeah, but it it it's it's supposed to sort of like make you feel like you're reading an old. Okay, but it's not like you know it's Neil I mean? Adams or something. It's not like it's it's it's. But it, it is. It is actually very similar to Neil Adams in some shots and some okay pictures and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I also think it's a bit of a younger and. This is early because the same artist kind of worked on, I think, almost every book. Okay. The art certainly gets better and better because, okay. again, you learn, you you get better, you shore up your weaknesses and all that sort mm. of stuff. Um, I didn't have an issue with the, the art in general. I mean, there were a couple of panels that weren't great, but I just took that uh, down to, you know, it's probably yeah, early still days. newer, you know, to the gig kind of thing and all that, like maybe not at your peak yet. And what uh, did you think of the story? There's some good panels as well. There's some really good, like when, um, what's his name, Crackerjack. Mm. That issue, that had some really good um, dynamic. Um, I Was that the issue with the bug? Was that the alien yes. issue? Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite. That was probably my favorite issue. I, I really liked that issue. I also really, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the issue with the small-time crook as well, who who saw that um, the guy was a superhero. Um, the black guy, and then was was kind of the, um, running Jack around. In the box. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Look, honestly, I really liked it, and I say liked. I didn't love it. I liked it, and would want to read more, which I think is a good sign. Well, it's it's hard to judge this because it's not. It's just again, it's just one of stories. It's anthology. It's it's. Mm. It's imagine you watch a show and it's got like three different stories. Mm. You know, like a, like a Twilight's Tale or something like that. It's just so so your mileage is going to vary yeah. because one story you're going to really like, and the next story you're like, ah, it wasn't good. But to be fair, when this came out sort of monthly, mm. it was it was kind of a nice book to pick up every now and again because you didn't have to have, you know what I mean? If if you went to the, the store, mm. I'm just back in the day, 
and you saw Astro City, you could pick it up and, and just kind of flip and go, actually, you know what, this story looks interesting, I'll take it. So he didn't, didn't, he didn't do, like, kind of like, there's not a book that's just a Samaritan or whatever. He didn't do, like, no, individuals. No, it, it, pretty much Astro City was just a collection of just okay. stories set in this world. Okay, that's interesting. Look, no, I mean, look, dude, it, it is genuinely interesting. Like, and I was reading it uh, last night, um, or the night before before the show, and I was like, I, I honestly was. This sounds so stupid. I was trepidatious because I knew it had such a good reputation, and I really wanted it to be good. And I read the first issue, and I was like, oh, it feels like we've been here a lot of times with the Superman analog. But then I was like, yeah, but like he was doing this in '95, went before a lot of you know the boys and stuff, and then. The further I read, the more I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, And he does something that I noticed Grant Morrison does a lot in his superhero, JLAs. He, he does it more here. He'll mention a lot of things that sound cool, that they've just fought. There's a lot of like name dropping, especially by the Samaritan. Like, I went and did this, I went and did that, I went and did this. Oh, that happened. You know, stuff that all sounds cool. Grant Morrison did it a lot in his JLA run, and I really enjoyed it when I was reading it. I do feel now I'm less easily impressed by that, but I do think it still sounds cool. Do you know what I mean, Richard? When they they mention the stuff they've done before, and it's kind of got a cool name. I don't know what the name is, but I don't know if that's what they were doing there. Mm. I think what the the purpose of that was to just say like. He's. This is what he spends his day doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so, and again, you're telling the story in one issue. Yeah. So you can't go and show everything. So while he's putting out another one, he'll be like, "I just come from doing this, and mm. you know, and after this, I'm going to go do that." And then you cut to another, and he's still doing something. It's not like he's telling someone. It's just kind of like a montagey type of thing of like you're still showing him do stuff, but then he's also mentioning. You know that he's just come from doing that, doing this, and that's just to show you that if this was a Superman that like didn't have relationships, mm. right? Because what he does is he basically gets to work, locks the door, because mm. he's like a fact checker or mm. some shit and all that. Like, and and he locks the door and he and he has his little high tech computer that basically does the job for him, and then he he's off and he's literally just flying from one problem to the next to the next to the next to the next mm. to the next. Until he has to like fly back for lunchtime so he can show his face, blow, you know what I mean, and then come back at the end of the day. And I think that was just done to say like he's just fucking con- he's nonstop, just he's going nonstop. from problem to problem to problem, which is cool, and um, that's cool. Like to to me, that's a that's a neat idea. Uh, I I guess you know, and I'm you know, I was saying to Michelle as we were driving, I was explaining to her what this was. And because I said, look, it's all sort of a bit the same. She goes, well, it's all a bit the same when she's talking about superheroes. And I said, yes, when it comes to Marvel and DC, they kidify it down. And this is a little more mature because the Marvel and DC stuff does have a tendency to have, they don't go far that far. A lot of the time it's, they play it fairly safe a lot of the time. And, you know, they bring it back to basics, blah, blah, blah. Something like this, I felt he's definitely got more freedom. I mean, it's his own fucking owned work, so mm-hmm. no one's really telling him, other than the number of people who buy it, there's no one really saying, oh, you can't do that, Kurt, with the Samaritan, you know, mm-hmm. because... So it's interesting, but I I, I was kind of like, it's Superman, but he's, he's kind of a bit of a whiny bitch. 
you know. But then I'm like, yeah, but he's not that bad. He just doesn't have time for a Lois, you know. And when he went on that, um, when he went on that uh, date, I really disliked the dialogue and the date. But I did like his origin. I really liked his origin, actually. I thought that was a really cool idea. He came from the 30th century. It was all destroyed. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because their Wonder Woman is, like, hyper-feminist. Yeah. She's literally like, I will save a woman over a man. Like, yeah. if a man and a woman were in the exact same danger, even if the man was closer, yeah, I would save the woman and leave the man. <laughs> I'm oh. that, like... Hyper feminist. I had no problem with that at all. I, no, I, I that no, no, I didn't have a problem with it. I'm saying it's interesting. Yeah, it like was. you take yeah. a character like Wonder Woman and you make her hyper feminist because he also he pushed back on that. Like it's he not did. that he was like, oh yeah, that's fair. He'd be like, oh wow, really? Yeah. You know, don't you? You know, blah blah blah. So I do like that. Like again, it was two. It was two people having a discussion, but also yeah. challenging each other on their worldviews. I've, I've got a question though. I have a question. Why did she suddenly pull a sword? I was confused by that. Was the was she just annoyed with him? Yeah, yeah, she was pissed off with him. He but he, he said something she didn't did, appreciate. Didn't you find that that was a bit ridiculous? Because I did. I was like, really? Again, like, it's a hyper Wonder Woman. Like, I guess you know, this is a woman who's like super feminist and quick to anger. <laughs> I guess. I oh, look. I I if if I'm being honest, I felt that, that was a very poorly written scene in general. I I thought his. In a in a well written book too, I I felt that that diner scene really kind of for me went off the rails, and he didn't quite yeah, nail it. But you know? again, it's, it's 1995. It's like yeah, you know true. he's working on a lot of stuff, and also you know he's also you got to remember we we tend to remember people at their best. Yeah, you know, and and we forget about the the steps they took to get there. That's a good point. We just automatically remember them being phenomenal, like always, yeah. like top tier. When we forget that they they built towards that, true. So this is still him honing his craft, refining his craft. Yeah, you know, getting better and better. And it's not going to be perfect all the time. And um, I don't mean to slam Kirby's because I believe no, it no, is no, a very but I'm well just saying, I like to look at that. See, I never get too harsh and not go, "Oh my god, that was terrible." Mm. Especially if I'm reading something older, mm. and I know they, uh, I know generally like. You know, like so. I said, the artist. I know that the artist got better mm. over time. So I guess I look with it a bit more forgivingly, or don't take it too like, oh my god, because I'm like, okay, this is not them at peak. This is them developing, still learning the craft. If you, if that had been a scene written by like prime uh, Busiak sort of thing, mm. then you could be like, Jesus Christ, that was terrible. Like. Mm. What's he doing? Mm. But I kind of look at it more like, you know, he's still maybe honing dialogue. and Yeah. Because some of the dialogue was a bit like, in not just that one, in some of the ones, like, every now and again the dialogue was a bit, but again, you know, it's... It did have, I will say, something I like, personally, and uh, uh, Alan Moore does it on Supreme. I do like that kind of cheesy, sort of like, it's a little bit, like... Even though it's it's more serious than a Supreme, it's still a little bit of an in joke. Like he's having a bit of fun with it. Like you know, this is mm. you know because he's constructing a world that's so similar in so many ways to like a DC of a certain time period. You know, like it's it's really similar in some ways, and he's having a bit of fun with that. A bit of the like the scene where what would be like the Teen Titans, uh, you know, are fighting, and he's mentioning how they're all trying to impress each other and. 
and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's actually quite cool. You're like, this is mm. actually cool. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I can see in reading these six issues why this is so popular. And it's great that we started at the start because, as you say, he's building. You know, he doesn't know that this is going to become one of his best-known works. You know what I mean? Like, mm. when, he, when he did the six issues, it, this could have been six and done, you know? But, well, that's what, yeah. I, I, that's what I said. I kind of look at it like Astro City was a place that he could he could hone and refine his skills mm. because it's just I have an idea for a story yeah, that I can't use on like an established character or, you know, I, I can't do. So Astro City just became his like, I want to try. Yeah. And I want to try and tell this story. I want to try and tell that story. I want to try and, you know, have a character... Uh, you know, and, and that's why I said it was really good. I remember Astro City. You know, some stories were good and some stories were great. And mm. some stories were like, eh. And some stories were like, oh, that was not great. Like, yeah. again, uh, your, your, your mileage is very, but that's also the fun of something that's very, like, anthology-based. Like, totally. Not everything is going to be gold. Well, it's like 2000 AD. It's like 2000 AD. You, yeah. You, look, there was a period, uh, probably for about seven years, where you could pick up 2000 AD and nearly every story was fantastic. You pick it up now, yeah, good luck. You know, you, you might get two out of five, you know? And mm. and, and one of them is going to be dread. But that's – but some, some weeks it'll be four. Like, that's the nature of an anthology. I do think it helps when the anthology is written and drawn by the same person, though, in terms of continuity. And he can – if you noticed, even in his six issues, he did slightly tie things together. Even if it was just a very loose knot, there was little bits and pieces that would tie together. Um, oh no, no, uh, there are some stories that sort of come back, or mm. or or sort of um, th- th- there. Sometimes there is kind of like a thread and kind of stuff, but you can st- it, it, you can still just like drop in and drop out. Yeah. Like you don't have to you don't have to read every single issue. No. Uh, to know what's going on. So, no, no, no. There is still, it's again, it's a shared world. Mm. So, there is like a through line, but it's not a through line like, oh my God, I have to now yeah. like, read every single one in order. Blah, blah. No, it's not. It's a drop in, drop out. But I tell you what, um, I've bought the Metro books as they've come out, um, which are the collections, the, the soft cover, the big kind of collections. And I am, I'm so, I'm really glad we've done it. Um, because I've been waiting to do this for a long time and I was a little bit sort of trepidatious because I was like, man, I really hope it's good. And yeah, no, I was, I was, look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, well, look, it gets better if you want to continue with it. Like, I'm going to continue. Um, I, I'm giving this collection a 7.5, but yeah. it, it's almost an eight, but I, I feel there's room that it will improve, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, no, it's 7.5, I think is a pretty fair, mm. Uh, accurate score. We should try and get him, actually, Kurt Busiek, because he's he's around. You know, is this before or after he did Marvels with Alex Ross? Because th- that was around the same period, wasn't it? Um, can we, can, let's question. let's Google that because if this was ninety five, ninety six, and did this come out of Image? Was this an Image book originally? Because I, I, I do. Oh, I don't know. It's about, when I was reading it, I think Marvel. it was by DC. Yeah, I know it's bounced around. Uh, let's have a look. Marvel's Kurt Busiek. I know it was late nineties that, the, or, or sometime in the nineties they did they did that. Let's have a look here. Uh, ninety four. Okay, so this was he did this just after that. So Marvel's I think really propelled him uh, in mm. terms of as a name, and then he went and did Astro City, 
Uh, yeah, Marvel won multiple awards and established the careers of Busiek and Ross, who would both return to the everyday life in a superhero universe theme in the Image Comics, later Homage Comics, and currently DC Comics series Astro City. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. So this this was this was right after Marvels, like the year after, basically. So, and that's probably why I got confused and thought it was Alex Ross doing all the art because he does the covers, and he I, don't, I think he I think he did some character designs. Uh, the series is mostly illustrated by Brett Anderson with character designs and painted covers by Alex Ross. There we go. Uh, the first volume was published from ninety five to ninety six by Image Comics. In sec- 96, the second volume was pub- published, launched under the Homage uh, Comics imprint of Image Partner Wildstorm, right, which was then acquired by DC Comics, which then transferred it mm. to DC, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that, that explains it. So I did originally start out at Image and then at kind of like an Image offshoot from Wildstorm and then et cetera, et cetera, DC. Okay, so there's a lot of volumes. There's 17 volumes yeah, 17 volumes. So that's a pretty decent amount. And I think he's got... Oh, yeah, that's what I said. It felt, this thing felt like it went on forever. Right. I didn't... See, I didn't realise that. I didn't... And how popular was it? Sort of like, okay, like... Well, it must have been popular enough to go on for uh, that other places kept picking it up and yeah. it stayed in production. Like True. True. Well, you know what? I think I found something to read. Like, having read this first six... And I love getting in on the ground floor. Like, I, I'm, I'm that guy. I must admit, I do enjoy reading from the start. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I'm interested. I, I've always been a sucker as well, like, for when someone creates their own super teams and stuff like that. I, I like that because I always feel that they've got a lot more freedom than they well, would yeah, have. It's like, you know, we just recently read the, uh, the second volume of um, Wrong Earth. Yeah, that was fun. It's nice when you can have allegories for established characters. You know what I was thinking of? Invincible. That's what I was thinking of. Like a modern, you know, like, you know how that's kind of like, a, obviously it's, you know, kind of not as serious, but it's, you know, it's kind of like almost like a Spider-Man-y meets Superman kind of character. And you know how he creates the Guardians of the Globe and all that kind of stuff? I loved that in Invincible, all mm. that stuff. Like, I thought Invincible actually is a different way of t- doing it, but it, I, I love that kind of... I even like it in The Boys, which takes it in a radically, you know, dark direction. Um, again, I find, I, I find that stuff very interesting. I must... I'm a bit of a sucker for it, you know? Um, probably because I feel the limitations of the DC Marvel model at times, where it's like everyone's got to like, go back in their box and, you know... Well, as I said, it's nice to know it's a character that, that you know who the allegory is, you know? Watchmen and all that, and just mm. to see them in a like a different light, or that's it. you know, what if the character did that or went this way, and you know, like again, it's just who picked this? Was this me or you? Because I'm uh, no, it was you. It was me. Well, I mean, there you go. I was about to say because I like the person who did it. Me, I like me. I do like me. <laughs> um, but also something very rare for me. I was like the kid that savored opening the present till very late. Which is not me normally. I, you know, Christmas Day as a kid, I was a sort of rush in there. Actually, like, you know. Like, uh, I don't know because 
you are also the late to the party guy, so you know, sure, you can yeah. go either way. That is true, also. Yeah, just late to the party, just hops up on the bandwagon like well after the party's ended. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, comes in at volume seven <laughs> and then stays too long as well. Stays too long. Yeah, like, I heard about yeah. this thing from uh, 20 years ago and I thought we should check it out. Hey, Kev, <laughs> what's this Astro City? He's like, I've been doing it since 1995. Yeah, oh. you, you get him on the show and you go like, hey, I just want to talk about the, the, the uh, most recent thing <laughs> of yours that I've read. It's yeah. this Astro City. And he'd be like, Astro City? Oh, yeah, I finished that 20 years ago. <laughs> well, I've just read it and In, I must say. This hot new property you got, Astro City. Wow, did, did you do more than six issues? I did Isn't 17. Is it the current project you plan on continuing? <laughs> I say, I finished that 20 I did, years ago. I did 17 volumes. Oh. <laughs> Well, I've read one. I've read one. It's, it's pretty good. So take us back to ninety five, ninety six. <laughs> let's let's keep all Astro City questions purely on ninety five, ninety six. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, you know what I thought, and and maybe I'm I'm thinking too much. That the bug reminded me of like an evil version of Martian Manhunter because he was scared of the fire. And he was like a shapeshifter, like a Master Manhunter. But unlike Master Manhunter, who's not evil, he comes from a dead world. This guy was like sending off signals to invade Earth, which I thought was kind of funny. But mm. did you see that there was a little bit of connective tissue there? Or am I reading into it way too much? No, I mean, I don't know if it is, but I mean, it, it definitely made you think Thank of um, Master Manhunter, that's for sure. Do I get some credit there for Rich? Because I'm starting to pull out some random characters and... I was like, man, this guy reminds me of someone. I was like, I'll give you credit if I didn't think of it. I tell you what, if if it would have made more sense if Martian Manhunter had been a bug in DC, you know what I mean? Like, well, he, if, he is a bit buggish. He in is his a little. Form. Yeah, it's a good point, man. I always forget that. Yeah, he's got that weird head. Mm. The, yeah, the weird looks head. Looks a bit more like he looks more praying mantisy. Does look of... very praying mantisy. Yeah, actually, yeah, now now it's all starting to make sense. I I honestly sometimes think that I I I just am like super insightful. You know, if, if <laughs> no, if I was given, if I said every thought that was in my head, people would be like, "What you do?" Okay, yeah, no, no, but anyway. but, but, but if I totally uncensored myself and every thought, people would be like, "Man, this guy is like so far ahead of the play." But because I'm, I'm kind of humble and, you know, I, I kind of like try to restrict modesty, you know, people don't realise sometimes the genius, you know? And, mm. you know, but when I announce it like this on the stage, I, I kind of feel like the audience says, wow, yeah. Mm. It's like earlier today I said you were dropping gold. I feel like I've been dropping gold the last 10 minutes, you know? Could someone bottle this? You know, you know what I mean? Like this kind of form? I don't know. Just, maybe. Um, it also, I don't know. Does it lose value if you claim it's gold yourself? Maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But the answer to that question—that's a—that's a—that's it's a question for the gods, my friend. You know. Fair enough. Up there on Mount Olympus, man. Can you imagine me if this virtual reality becomes a big thing and they're just like, and I just, I just retreat into the fucking room and they'd be like, "Where's Dave? Oh, he's in the fucking den again with virtual reality. Doesn't even want to come out anymore. You know." He's totally fucking happy. <laughs> They'll be like, at least he's quiet. Hey, if, you, if you're happy, you're happy, huh? They're like, at least he's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. not, he's not 
disturbing anyone. He's not hurting anyone. No, he's not disturbing anyone. Let him be. Exactly. He's not ranting about something for once. It's actually done nice and pleasant. Um, now, I do want to mention what problem is the collective. Um, you've got a lot of great shows on there. Last one's a Krypton. Capes and Lunatics. The next episode of the Ultimate Spider cast on Capes and Lunatics, I'll be on with Ray and Phil, and we are doing the culmination of the Clone Saga. Okay? So I misadvertised it last time, and that wasn't the culmination. <laughs> that was, yet again, one more fucking prelude to the culmination. But the actual culmination, I believe it's called Revelations, we are going to finally uncover. And Phil said it's somebody, the, the guy behind the Clone Saga is somebody that you will know, as in, like, it's a popular character. It's not, you know, it's not Omega Red, apparently. It's not Magneto. Um, I said Charles Xavier. I said Chuck Xavier on a bad day. But it's none of those people. Um, so it's apparently someone known to Spider-Man. It's not some new villain. And there's plenty of new villains they whip out in the Clone Saga. There's lots of layers of villains. But Wait, um, what? I, what? <laughs> yeah, there's lots. Wait, do you not know who... Wait, do I not know who it is? I thought I knew who it was. Well, I... Is it supposed to be some secret? Well, no. I mean, it's not secret if you've read it. I've just never read it. So we've got... Don't tell me. We've got all this way. Oh, okay. Don't spoil it. Uh, um... We've gone all this way, and if, it, if it's who I'm thinking of, just lower your expectations. Then. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I, I had a guess. I, I said, could it be Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin? But uh, that was one, a guess I had. I don't know if it is, but and I said someone else as well, Doctor Octopus. I think I said, <laughs> but I think yeah, low, lower, lower, lower your expectations. Okay, all right. Well. Anyway, we'll we'll find out who that is, uh, but that's next week. Um, but we've been really enjoying that. Um, actually, uh, it's been a lot of fun with Phil and Ray. Always is. Now, I do want to mention as well. You got like Ghost Spider groupies, um, and you know I am a big member of the Ghost Spider fan club, Richard. So, you know, uh, I like to mix with those uh, that support Ghost Spider as much as me. And I'm getting my Ghost Spider keychain again too. It get, it came off my keychain. I have a Ghost Spider keychain, Rich. Um, that it came off the key. Sorry, chain. I've 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 zoned out. Yeah, well, exactly. And there's stuff on there like uh, Last Sons of Krypton, um, with Connor, uh, Into the Night with Ray, obviously, and plenty of other stuff on the collective. Now, I do want to mention thank you to everyone who has been corresponding recently, and those who also supply news, such as like Sir Mitchell and Adam the Computer, etc., etc. We 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 absolutely value you guys because you make my life a lot easier, and it's always a lot of fun to chat. Now we have a Patreon, um, Patreon.com/slashingladoom. So if you can put a few bucks to the tin, it'll be fantastic. I won't spend it on whores this week. I promise not to. Um, there you go. It goes towards show running costs. I won't spend it on cocaine. I won't spend it on hookers. I, I promise, Richard. There you go. That's like, For this week. That's a, purely this week. I will not do that. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, which I think is a big, you know, big sacrifice on my part. Uh, now, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience um, before we finish up? No, man. Just uh, keep on trucking. Yeah. Keep on killing. Keep hitting that download button. That's it, yeah. Well, you know, we've I've had people this week saying they want to dive into the show. I'm like, yeah, but just fucking go, man. Like, I, I'd say the last, I'd say the last fifty episodes, we've been on an incredible fucking patch of form, you know. And, and far be it for me to blow our own trumpet, but I will. I'll shine the signal real 
loud and proud. And, you know, now I'm just hoping I have dreams of just being out there facing the whiskey and pace attack. The big, I'll be pulling out the big cut shots a la Robin Smith. You know, but imagine if you cop a few in the face, Rich. Go down with a broken jaw, come back up. Wow. You know, would you feel yeah, it? Yeah, I'm too tough with it. Yeah, you just you just take it. You David Boone style. Also on the body, just wear a few on the body, doesn't worry you. You know? Uh well, I mean I've I was a pretty good goalkeeper back in the day, so I've been sure. kicked and stood on and all sorts True. of shit. So I'm pretty tough. I'm a tennis player, which is the bad back and bad knees. It's <laughs> <laughs> like to stay away from the too physical. <laughs> There's only so much damage a tennis ball can do as well. And I have been hit over the course of a career. You know, you've been hit a few times. But it, it stings, but that's about all, you know? Mm. Like, it, it, a goalkeeper, far tougher. You, with the, um, you know, the studs and the, the foot and stuff, I bet you cop that a few times, you know? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've... Um... Dislocated fingers, concussion. Do goalkeepers um, wear gloves? Some do, don't they? Or do they all? Yeah, but that doesn't. The, the, the gloves aren't magic things. That no, they're just more there to help you catch the ball, not actually like protect your hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not like cricket gloves or anything. They're more. No, no, no. There's no pad in them or anything. It's just the. It's again. It's just to help you uh, grip. grip the ball. Better, that's all. Yeah, no, no. Being a goalkeeper would be a tough job. I've I've had a guy kick my arm broken. I've Oof. completely torn the ligaments off my left ankle. Jesus, wow! Um, torn so... my left thigh. How come you're not like muscle. me? How come... no, luckily, lu- luckily that one was lo- like um, uh, vertically, not horizontally. Mm. So that one, uh, a lucky one. How come you're not like me? You know how like I'm a bit of a half cripple. Like by the end of the week when I have my massage and I'm mm-hmm. like hobbling around. You, how come you're walking around fine? I don't understand it. Um, I, as I said, I'm probably just a little bit tougher, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been complaining about a bad back since I met. Well, you. Well, I guess for me, I, I, I think I've had so many injuries and all that that it's like it's like um, scar tissue. It, it's like conditioning yourself to like poison by like yeah. slowly, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> like drip feeding it till you you build an immunity towards it, kind of thing and all that. I think I've just gone through so many injuries and all that that I'm just yeah. I don't hurt that much because I've, I've had worse pain I don't yeah. know <laughs> oh, I get it the pain threshold yeah it's interesting alright look on that note I want to say thank you very much to all the listeners keep on killing keep on trucking as Rich said uh, the PC version of keep on killing and um, yeah have a good one good night kids good night fantastic show Rich we just once again made magic you know of course